0: podcast pulverizing episodes beyond The Walking Dead Universe. I'm your host, David Cameo, and you may notice that this is a slightly different intro to our normal episode breakdowns, partially because we snipped the majority of the latter half of this podcast off of a live stream that we did, whereby initially we had executive producer of Fear the Walking Dead and director Michael Satrazimus on with us. We had taken the recording that we did prior to going live, as well as after we went live with him because we started that conversation. He just could not stop himself from telling us how thankful he is for the coverage that we provided throughout the years and the support that we gave the show. And we just couldn't stop him. We couldn't stop him. We're trying to go live. And I think we were even 20 minutes late to that live stream about. We kept trying to tell people in the chat (laughs) that we were a little busy with a very special guest and they got to see him, which is great. Now, if you missed that conversation, it's just the episode prior to this. One. It's called The End of Fear with Executive Producer Michael Satrazimus. Catch that. It's only 30 minutes and it allowed us to provide you with an even shorter episode this go around. Thank goodness, because this episode would have been two hours and 30 minutes. So without further ado, I give you also Cosmo Mom Zero Nine, Rachel Burt, Sharendy, aka Blazy Gardner, and Bridget, KO-FI.com slash Punky Brewster, that's P U N K Y B R U A S E T E R. And we're here to cover the final two episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, the series finale, episodes 11 and 12 titled Fighting Like You and The Road Ahead. And without further ado, so this is why we were so late, folks. We started the stream early so that we can get people through the door. And then once the clock hit, we went over time and we're like, well, <laughs> should we stop the train after Probably it's here. left the station?
1: There no. was no stopping, Dave. From just listening to Mikey, compliments, just like this. I mean, because
0: I wasn't going to stop
1: him. He's just stroking Dave's ego. <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what like, face I'm making either. it's true. <laughs> I'm doing this like every now and again. Like in my head, I'm doing this.
2: Surprise, (laughs) y'all!
0: It doesn't look like that.
2: I told you you wouldn't who you thought it would be.
1: (laughs) It really wasn't. (laughs) No, it really wasn't. But that was very cool. And what's even cooler is that Mikey was gonna be on the episode that I was supposed to be on of Talking Dead when I got bumped. For Lauren and Jeffrey Dean
3: Mm. Oh
1: Remember I was going to be on that initial episode He was going to be on it for Tales Cool That made up for it Did he do Blair and Gina? Yeah, he must have Because Jillian Bell was one of the other guests as well
0: Uh,
1: It was Jillian Bell, Terry Crews, and Mikey I
0: feel like I'm patting myself on the back when I say this I I, I all of a sudden realized it Remember how you said you didn't get the sweater And then you came to New York Mm -hmm. And I got you the Commonwealth sweater Talking Dead was supposed to But Squawking Dead is the best pointing yes. to self <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i am squawking dead
1: i thought about reaching out to robert on and just be like okay. hey dude
0: hey. never got my, my
1: sweatshirt you want to talk to chris for me
0: he's a producer assistant producer? has it been
1: six months yet because robert had told me that chris really was the one who liked digging in for the prizes chris hardwick Aww. so i guess it was his responsibility and didn't oh happen. no <laughs>
0: He's supposed to pick it out. But
1: all of my complaining on my YouTube channel about my missing patch in my supply drop box, one did get sent to my house. Now, it came from Colorado. So I was a little bit like, did this come from just somebody who watched this video and sent this to me? But also like, how did they get my
0: address? How did they get your address? What's the name and their address? Just kidding.
1: Anyway, so I did get the (laughs) patch. Never got the Talking Dead sweater. It's almost like a funny story now. And Dave got me one. So there we go.
0: I felt bad for you because it was like, well, I mean, the guest spot alone was pretty great. Yeah,
1: Being on the show was really the prize. But I just
0: wanted to show you that I I really, it's it's so cool that you got to be and be some Somebody said that they were supposed to do something and then they didn't. And so I felt like I, I wanted to, I don't know, but like commemorate it.
1: It was such a weird situation because one, it was a touch and go because I was invited to be on, bumped, then didn't hear any other communication and then finally just reached out like really close to the end and barely just slid in to that final Talking Dead fan segment because there wasn't another one after me. That was it. So I got to do the last one, which is cool. The last but also one. that two of us got to do that on this podcast. two of us got to do it which is and then another friend too
2: because brian did too so we actually had three of our Mm -hmm. family yeah
1: and jamie joe jamie joe was on that last when i say last fan segment i mean i was the last person that got to ask a question there was a fan segment on the very (laughs) last episode and it did have a ton of people in it brian was one of those people destiny was one of those people rachel was one yeah which is great that was really really special i was not mikey
2: said he's not coming back just to tell everybody his goodbyes so Mm. mikey thank you so much for coming that was amazing I appreciate it so much and I am going to send you that spinoff idea I'm sending it to you
0: and I cannot wait to show everybody what we talked about basically Michael complimenting us Profusely, which made me very uncomfortable.
4: It was nice. (laughs) Even though most of it was directed towards (laughs) Sharandy.
0: In equal parts, Sharandy and me.
1: It was heavy, heavy Sharandy
0: love.
1: I'm just riding on your your coattails here, guys. I'm like, I'm holding on for dear life.
0: We just show up. (laughs) Rachel's like, okay, let me smoke a doobie and not take notes before the episode. And we're ready. But that's what we don't pay you for. So that's but she that's your job. I'm just
1: holding on for dear life
0: here. Like Michael said.
1: What do I need to
4: take notes for? There's no small I have my parts. Hand in. <laughs> You do the deep stuff. I bring my opinion.
0: I make deep. And then
4: you tell me why it's you wrong. You
0: make deep. I make seven layer deep. And <laughs> yeah. Mikey, I'm
2: so glad you came, but I'm really glad you left where we started talking about the episode. <laughs> I wasn't
4: sure how I was going to talk about this while looking at Michael Satrazimus in the face.
0: <laughs> this is the tail effect, but right? I mean, full tail effect right now, because if you thought I liked this episode before, well, I can't hate it at all now.
2: <laughs> I can still hate on it. It's still going to happen. There's called Honest. Sorry, Mike. Well, I mean,
0: we've had that much less time, too. <laughs> so I guess it's a good thing.
1: The conversation with Mikey, you guys are talking about how fear is what really brought this podcast together and all that really kind of was, stuff. Though. And The weird thing is, that's when I came in. When Madison came back, that was the first time I recorded with you guys. Oh, yeah.
0: The No One's Gone live stream? Yes. So that Brian. was when I
1: first came in with you guys was Brian and I, because I had just become a Survivors to remember, and you had no idea what on holy hell was about to be unleashed upon you.
0: We're like, saddle up, Bridget.
1: <laughs> you had no idea that I was going to be like, I'm scheduling interviews and we're doing this and we're doing that. And you're like, okay, <laughs> okay. They're just like, here's how you organize people.
3: Yeah.
0: Behind Bridget's <laughs> eyelids, she's a ball of, oh, I'm a lot. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're just enough. Jeez, Louise, we need this.
1: It's cool because, you know, I always connected more with Walking Dead. I love fear, but I, you know, Walking Dead's where my, like, comfort characters are. Those are the people I, like, really connect with. It's just cool to know that it did hook me into. It's exactly what I said. Unintentionally. It's it's this thing
0: where, okay, obviously (laughs) the Walking Dead, but fear is where we have the conversations. And maybe it's because fear is the place where we have to have the conversations.
2: It's because I care more about fear than I do about the Walking Dead.
0: (laughs) I mean, on your part, yeah. But, you know, maybe I do. too because you look at fear and you're like this needs more attention what they're doing here is really in my opinion there's some really good things going on here from visual storytelling to what mikey was saying about static camera shots and and let's have people move within that space rather than follow that space or push in i
2: really want us to get mikey on here for an actual interview because i want to ask him so much about how they do stuff we
0: will we couldn't really do that here you know yeah this is a long time coming i should have had him on after season four into season five. That would have been a perfect time to really get him on because he was getting to the swing of it. He was getting to lockstep with his visual voice, like I was saying earlier. And he and I have interacted back and forth for so many years at this point, it feels like, basically since the start of the podcast. So we definitely will. Now the fear is over, we have to kind of extend the high.
2: Make with the first impressions because I can't wait to see what I said at five o'clock in the morning.
0: It's a good thing that we did this in advance. What we had done,
2: this is
4: so embarrassing, is
0: that we had recorded our takes after watching each of the episodes. I'm going to hide. Most of us watched prior to and what I had done I had thought about this as I was telling them to do this and I was like well no I don't think I'm going to have enough time to actually watch it beforehand so I watched it live and so you might hear some commercials in the background (laughs) while I'm actually reacting (laughs) I obviously cut a lot of my reaction out because I wanted it to be be more about feelings like we always say about reacts more than about insights I just wanted to give you a little context of about why mine is a little more insane than yours it turned into something a little funny so check this out guys this is our reaction our first First impressions of this episode, so take it away, Sam. Here we go. Getting ready to sit down and watch Fear the Walking Dead's final two episodes, starting with the first. Very
4: nervous. Just watched the first of the series finale. It's
2: like four o'clock in the morning, and I just watched the first episode of Fear that came out tonight.
1: Damn it! I misread the (laughs) instruction, and I thought I was supposed (laughs) to just record after watching both episodes. All I have to say is, I feel the same. (laughs) This is stupid.
0: Title sequence, what? Wow. It's all the...
3: The people from the show.
2: They really brought it.
0: What I felt when I saw all the people in Morgan's life, all I see is red.
2: From the slamming of the truck at the beginning with the log, that was freaking awesome. Some of it, whatever. They're just like throwing the freaking punches, man. As far as this season goes, that was pretty exciting. But I don't know if the excitement is because it's the last two episodes or because it was really good.
0: I gotta admit, I really like that Crane was reintroduced in this back half because it's pretty exciting.
2: Props to Rachel, who was the one who said Crane would come back. And
0: I also like that it's kind of a foil. Crane illustrated so perfectly <laughs> how they could get her to do anything so long as they she believed she was protecting her children.
3: <sighs> <laughs> I called it.
0: I knew it.
2: Rachel was also the one who was positing that, well, we thought it was Troy and Alicia's daughter anyway, but Will would have to be the father, right?
0: Thankfully, Tracy is not the offspring of Troy and Alicia because that would be like Maggie and Megan. I love that kid. Maybe now Madison has something to fight for, which is an excuse. It's a crutch. I wanted to see what Madison would become without her. And it's not a really good thing.
2: I'm kind of sorry to see Troy go because I liked him a lot. He was fun.
0: Madison killing Troy? I mean it's consistent with The Mutual Quest for Revenge and it follows what she was prepared to do with Tracy. Let's watch the second half of the show she charlie her she charlie madison like charlie charlie Nick. It's such a struggle <laughs> right after that her repeating her origin story of how she had to kill her father and it's so perfect because if madison keeps going down that path she turns into her daddy the cyclical melodrama alicia eventually would have to be forced to kill madison tracy is saving alicia from having to do that especially after killing her dad troy
1: what do you say you know what do you say so I didn't call it
0: and alicia coming back to this i did not expect that (laughs) i cried
4: i will say how happy i am that we were able to somehow keep alicia's appearance a surprise for us that was very cool very awesome we all needed that moment of excitement without it being spoiled so great job i was really
2: happy to see june and dove go off together i wanted june to have a happy ending
0: seeing daniel pick up skidmark getting that promise actually got me emotional
4: Daniel's reuniting with Skidmark is up there with Sarah and Wendell reuniting and Carol and Daryl reuniting. That was just the sweetest most precious moment
3: ever.
0: The blue bonnets both times. Tracy not knowing what that was all about but Madison and maybe even Alicia knowing what that's about and what that means to Victor leaving that in the truck.
2: I really laughed out loud when Victor looked over at the side and it was like the three force ghosts over there looking at him.
0: I laughed.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh out loud. Sorry. P.S. I still wish Madison was dead. Nobody else could see him. This right.
2: is like, he's like Luke Skywalker and he's the only one that can see the Force ghost standing there out.
4: I'm
1: thankful that our characters got happy endings. That we got to see everything come full circle and we did get some of that redemption that I wanted. I don't want to like say bad things right now. So I, I feel the same way that I felt after the Walking Dead ending.
2: <laughs> there were things I liked.
1: I thought I was going to be really mad.
2: Things that were like snow. T- 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 the more I look at this
1: maybe there will be things that make me mad but
0: thank you fear the walking dead
2: thank you guys for bringing this lovely show to us
0: everybody behind the camera in front of it for giving me my family sharing yourself and your talents with my family
1: so much of my time has been spent with these characters and you're saying goodbye to them. I'm not gonna
2: lie. The thank you at the end got me more than anything else.
1: I'm sad, but I'm happy.
0: And thanks for keeping us whole through a pretty rough time. It means everything. You also carried us through our joyous moments and just were there for us.
1: Didn't think it would just be two minutes of me crying, but this is literally immediately following watching the episode. Classic Bridget.
0: And I'd like to think that we were there for you too. A million times over, thank. Thank you. I'm going to bed now. I'm going to miss them. <laughs> I'm really going to miss them. And then someone tipped $3. Somebody bought us a coffee. That's probably <laughs> the l- lowest, I want to say.
4: All right. I feel like a demon here since I was the only one that didn't like give out a, this huge public thank you to everything.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was you're like a horrible human like,
4: emotional. and like, thank you so much for everything. And I just like followed the instructions. Like, give us your initial reaction <laughs> uh, and that's it.
3: You did not. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was like a combined total of like, what, 36 seconds is what I said. <laughs> Ha
0: <laughs> So I, I like stretched it as much as I could. I kind of saved it. Like Just
4: get it out and send it and do it. Just do the thing. But everybody's here. So I feel like it goes without saying thank you. Thank you to the cast, the crew, everybody involved in this. I mean, Mikey said it best. We really did create a family here. It's unbelievable what a fictional television can show, show can do for real people. We still feel so attached to these characters and can see a little bit of ourselves in many of them, if not all of them. And it's a beautiful thing, and I've never felt closer to people who live hundreds and sometimes thousands of miles away. I'm so thankful for this family, and I'm not gonna cry. So we're gonna move on now. It's
0: not for everybody.
1: It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bridget, Bridget cried enough
1: crying for everyone. Poodles <laughs> of
0: poodles for both of us. Thomas, Thomas happy, happy birthday! Happy
4: birthday, Thomas! Happy, happy birthday, Thomas. Thomas. Thomas! Make it good.
0: We're thankful for you. So Thanksgiving. I hope you happy get your present Friday.
4: Oh, hey. I- Tip ten dollars so they'll play you "Happy Birthday," Thomas. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) so we we have to tip him ten dollars in sync because I think that's how that's he would want that to go. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he said sorry. He broke Mikey. It's all right. I think I think he'll be okay, Thomas. He just needs a break.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He needed a glass of water because it cost him too much to give us a compliment from his throat mouth.
2: Ugh.
0: To sum up, that was our initial reaction. Okay. Now, do
2: you want our current reactions?
0: Have they shifted? <laughs> no, because then we can. We should just get into the no, meat of the episode. No, no. we should right? just get that was into. the whole it. purpose of this.
1: Plus, I didn't watch the episodes again on purpose so that I would maintain that that
0: initial level cry reaction. Right? Yeah, but. At I'm actually curious, was it maybe like what Bridget was saying, that watching it again made you feel differently about it? No.
2: I okay. still feel the same <laughs> about the majority of the episode. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. I got what I wanted this season. Savage June. And June got a happy ending. As happy-ish an ending as she could get and expect. And we got the mention of the cabin, which was super cool, and we got to see the dory guns, which is super cool.
0: What the significance of that was right. for her?
2: While I didn't get the ending that I liked, particularly, for reasons I'm sure you all know. You know what? I don't want to take it away from the people who did get what they wanted.
0: That's what you were telling me before about how yeah, I'd the, be surprised. Yeah, the show's
2: over. There's no reason to be like, "Oh, well, you got what no, it's not like I'm, I'm glad you guys got what you wanted because I pretty much got what I wanted too."
0: Which is kind of amazing that. I mean, I'm going to complain
2: about some things because there was just some ridiculous stuff.
0: Right. But right.
2: on the whole, I I think it ended as well as they could end it. I was happy with it, aside from what I y'all know I don't like so.
0: Right, right. And I was even thinking to myself, it wasn't until you had said it just now, very eloquently, by the way, that it, it's very easy to underappreciate that they could deliver, even if it's not the way people would have wanted, but that they could actually satisfy, even to a moderate degree, to high degree in some cases, many people's aspirations. Like overall, it's very important to also remember that these are the kinds of shows, these TWD shows, that typically people die and there's rarely happy ending. And it's very interesting to hear the critiques in the rear view about The Walking Dead and, and how, well, they got soft and they don't kill kids and they all these like things that people say, oh, from season, season eight on, it's like they stop killing people and they want happy endings and they want to wrap up the show. And it's nice to know that Fear the Walking Dead doesn't have to be that way and yet was. And to a brutal extent, season eight was like, hey, we didn't forget what the Walking Dead universe was always about. We were going to be depressing and we're going to give it to you and we're not going to go soft. We're going to kill kids, maybe a few, all the way till the end, almost. Like the last episode, Madison's about to kill Tracy. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And so I don't, I don't know if they heard those critiques and decided we're not going to go out like those bitches. <laughs> So going back to the point, the end, the fact that they could wrap it up and give most people a satisfying ending, even if it's not exactly the way they wanted it or to the extent that they wanted it, that has to go appreciated because even I didn't expect them to wrap it up as well as they did.
2: My biggest gripe overall for the season is that they spent so much time on Madison Strand. That was legitimately the majority of my complaint. I mean, aside from just stupid stuff. But overall, I was angry with the season because the characters that I loved got the short end the stick screen time wise if not
0: for the fact that some of those characters got the short end of the stick it wouldn't have been so bad
2: right I could have dealt with all the other stuff but having the characters that I like get shoved to the back and I mean you guys know they've got very little screen time in the back half Mm. yeah or off screen altogether so I'm angry about that that is the, the majority of my antagonism against this season
1: I really do get that and that's coming from someone who season three is my favorite season of fear I'll say that I was happy with the amount of time that we got, especially in these last two episodes with Strand Madison, but that's because that's the story that drew me into the show. For you, it was a completely different story. I'm not saying that what they did was right, but I felt thankful that I was getting a resolution to something that I felt like I was never going to get a resolution to.
2: I am glad for the people who got the ending that they wanted because, again, those were the OG people. I totally understand that and get that. It just doesn't change the fact that I was angry that because of the OGs, my people got shoved off to the side or off the show.
0: Maybe Maybe there's even a part of you that thinks, who am I to complain, too?
2: Well, I mean, look, I am going to complain about some of this stupid stuff. Well, that's why I'm glad. I'm not going to be hateful about the ending. Even though the 952 Madison death fakeouts really got me. That made me so (laughs) mad.
0: The one I was actually interesting. Begin to tell you how mad I was about that. Just
2: kill her and be done with it, please.
0: In a way, they kind of did. I mean, in, in like a figurative way. Not good enough. Let me go off of what some people are saying about Alicia in the chat. And what's interesting about that is that you would think being an OG, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she is kind of like the one character that has sailed through both iterations of the show and that basically everybody insanely loves. I mean, Victor obviously is a selective taste because over the years, I'm, I know that... During our episode discussions, when we were going live or when we weren't, Victor was a mixed bag for many people. Oh, Victor, I hate Victor. Oh, I wish he'd die or something like that over the years. But Alicia consistently, most people, generally most people dig. Why it was great that they brought her back for this final episode is like there's a in a way, as much as I'm a slave for story, even I have to acknowledge that people sometimes operate on the characters that they follow. That's their avatar. That's their experience in the universe. And that's who they identify with, like Phil said in our interview. Sometimes you just pick a character and ride on their experience and say oh I relate to their experience here even though I'm not that person to a degree to have Alicia show up at the end which I did not expect even hearing her voice I don't know if you guys felt the same way even hearing her voice I was like that's not her and then even when seeing the silhouette of her that's an actor and they just did voiceover I'm literally showing you my process and like she's hugging a stand in she's not really then she turns around it's Alicia it's Alicia it's Alicia Depp Carey. I'm like they did it I don't know how they did it but they did did it. And I turned into one of those people, like Daryl. Alicia was the same way. She grew on me over time. And that's how relationships should evolve, really, is that you kind of grow into each other. And then when you see her again, after not seeing her for so long, it's kind of nice.
4: Alicia was definitely my girl right from the beginning of this series. She's who I was drawn to right away, even though in the earlier seasons, she wasn't what I would call your hero, doing the things and killing the walker. like She wasn't ready for this world. So I loved watching her as adapt and learn how to survive in this world and really see this evolution in her that I think if this were real a lot of us would go through no one can be ready for this kind of world but she did it she got herself in that headspace and she made herself ready and she survived it somehow
0: through every knockdown too.
4: somehow she survived all of it that's all I'm going to say about that but I did not did not expect to see her back I mean I think we even said last episode I would love to see Alicia but it's not gonna happen I was dead set ready to not see her in this final episode I was preparing myself for that so when I heard her voice <laughs> did you
0: have the same experience?
4: I was like no and then she said and then she spoke again and I'm like no, no no I was like screaming <laughs> at the screen I'm, and then they showed her and I'm like okay alright and immediately my brain is like okay how did this how maybe she filmed on location <laughs> and they just like sort of inserted her in and I'm like they did like a CG like, swap. how yeah, yeah. My first thought was like, How did they not tell us? How did they not spoil this for us? I was so thankful and so grateful that we got this genuine surprise over the years. How many times have we uh, unfortunately been spoiled, spoiled every surprise. this character or that character? Exactly. So when I heard her voice, it took several scenes to convince me that she was actually there. And I well, just- Several cuts. Yeah. Was, yeah. Like, what oh. the- Yeah. It was so, oh, my heart was just so happy. And Madison was- Can there. I hit
0: I on one thing? Because I don't know if back. I felt this at the time, but I felt like this is something that you would feel at the time. When you heard her voice, did you almost get mad? because you're thinking to yourself oh they're just trying to troll us that's not her but it sounds a lot like her and no i, I knew
4: immediately it was her no th- i knew no, i her did voice. i did
0: too but okay so maybe I'm, maybe it's just me because when i heard it i'm like they're doing this thing where it sounds like no. alicia and it's not gonna be alicia and i'm gonna be so oh, mad this is that like that
4: would have been so mean but no i my head did not go there it would have been another cosplayer. would so i think a lot of nowhere.
0: things in the span of milliseconds
4: one of the cosplayers <laughs> 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 they went so far as to Just adapt her voice up. too oh my gosh no, they, should no. they've
0: elevated themselves to apostles to me based on what strand says later on in the episode because it's like jesus by the way you
2: mean alicia's christ
0: alicia's exactly alicia's <laughs> christ and the three apostles
2: the show couldn't afford 12
0: because <laughs> they couldn't afford 12. are there 12
1: and bad. one of them scott gimple's wife did it for which is three I guess. <laughs>
0: That makes sense. By, by the way, I've seen her um, her demo reel, and she's really funny. She's really, really funny. I'm surprised I haven't seen her on more things. Wacken, sh- sh- Wackencraft? <laughs> Wackencraft I don't know Wackenheim
2: How much cooler would it have been For it to have been Sarah Behind the wheel of Swatty Pulling up and taking out All those walkers Why did we have to have The cosplayers Absolutely but Sarah could have gone back And found Alicia And helped her Why did it have to be These strange people Why couldn't we have our character This is another thing I'm very angry about Why couldn't we have Our characters Instead of these strangers That they could have Definitely made it work
0: Because they cost less Yeah
2: I know that
0: All three of them (laughs) He wanted an answer. I was <laughs> kidding. I know you didn't really free. want an answer, but you know what? Take it on the other side. What if, because they don't know Troy, Sarah and Wendell, what if she was part of Troy's army? That would have been cool too. Like in a weird kind of looking you know at what? the other side of the I mirror. I would have taken them anyway, we could have got them. But listen, yeah. we're, this is our headcanon. We can do whatever we want. You know how we got on this
2: season? They're in the title card. And I yeah. promise you, they were added to the title card because everybody was so mad that they weren't in the season with no explanation.
0: I'm sure the creatives felt like they wanted to at least do that.
1: There was an interview that was done where where it was stated that they wanted to bring them back, that they had had that storyline, and it ended up getting scrapped. And to me, all that does is, yeah, I'm sad that that didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but it does reaffirm to me that their characters are still alive. And so I'm gonna just take that.
2: That's all well and good, but if they couldn't do the storyline, they couldn't put a freaking line in there somewhere. Luciana couldn't say, "Let me radio Sarah and Wendell." They're out on the road. Even though we had Madison and Troy say the same thing 15 times to each other, we didn't have. Ten seconds for them to say Sarah and Wendell's name and put it out there. I call, to quote Simon, Bull S.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: However, I'm going to push back just a little bit because I like when they don't do that. And I like when they don't add a little line because it makes the possibilities endless. If they decide to do something with that, they're not tied down to a single line. Well, they weren't tied down to anything just to say that they're alive. Which is what happens in this universe.
4: They went so far as to add the line that Strand had.
0: Okay, so this is what pisses me off. And okay, sorry, I don't don't want to cut you off. And it's not nothing to do with you guys, but it has to do with the Walking Dead wiki. Okay, when that was... Was released, the Walking Dead wiki is a fan based wiki. It is not by the show, it is by fans. And people can go in there and edit things and do whatever they want. Bridget and I are probably on the same exact page. When that line was delivered, people assumed it was Wendell and Sarah. This was not confirmed by any showrunner or any producer, executive producer, writer, etc. So what pissed me off, and I, I really wanted to react more to this at the time, and I did say something to this effect. So when you see something like this is why I'm so mad, when Andrew Chambliss comes in and says, listen, there was a whole storyline meant for them. It got cut out because the studio. Basically, AMC said, you're not getting 16 full episodes. We're cutting four whole episodes out of your season. You got to make do. You got to make this story tight. I don't care how you land it, you're landing it.
2: The story was not tight in any way, shape, or form. It was all over the place. You're never going to convince me that they could not put one line in there to let us know that they were alive and still part of the universe.
0: Going back to my point, because somebody decided, hey, that's how they died, even though that was never confirmed, no authority. In that realm, confirm that people just ran with it. When Andrew Chambliss says something that there was a storyline meant for them, but basically we didn't have the money for it, then I hate this. People go to Andrew Chambliss and say you're full of sh- you're full of s you're full of s, and I don't think that's true. If you want to criticize somebody, criticize somebody based on the truth and not based on what people say. No, I'm not saying that's you. I'm saying, but in I'm general. not
2: saying anything about Wikipedia because I had that thought on my own without the wiki fandom. That was my own thoughts when I heard that line that oh. they just killed them off. Well, then had nothing to do with that, and I didn't go to Wikipedia and change it. But again, whether they're dead or not, or whether that line happened or not, or whatever, that's not the point. They still could have mentioned them in some capacity in the show. They could have put a 10-second line in there that said they're alive.
1: I agree with you, but if you go back further, they did say, we don't know what happened to them. And so technically, if you just leave it there and you ignore that secondary line that everyone assumed was about Sarah and Wendell, then you did get that Then you did get that we don't know
2: sorry
0: Peggy's here Peggy you just <laughs> <tamed> <laughs> hi Peggy. Peggy you just tamed um you just Dick here. You just
2: just <laughs> brought me down a notch <laughs> hi, Peggy Peggy Shaw who
0: played Tess in season 5 is here in the chat too on, on YouTube hey hi, wait a minute
2: how come they couldn't give us a line about where Tess is too I agree she's with come the on. kids in the
0: caverns yeah. with Ranger Samuels Sarah
2: and Wendell yeah. and Tess and the kids now where are they come on show I demand a like tag on Episode where they explain where everybody is.
4: Give us some
0: more I think I figured it out. You ready? Head cannon time. Sarah and <laughs> Wendell decided, hey, we're lost. You know what? I don't really like this group very much. Let's find out what happened to Tess and the kids. And, <laughs> you know, we'll scoop up even Ranger Sam. We need some muscle. Get Ranger Samuels in this mix. That's the spinoff I was going to pitch. Go. Oh.
1: Maybe they went and picked up Mickey, too. There you go. Oh, Mickey yeah. from. Uh... <laughs>
0: The they Dark just got Lenses everybody episode. now, and then Wayne yeah. comes in, and well, because oh, no, Wayne got killed in the first scene, <laughs> that episode with uh, Eli, aka Alex Scooby. Right, he gets shot in the first scene. I think, right? Wayne, <laughs> yeah. where are Wayne, my dragon
2: fruits? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wait, but he can be another character that we brought back again. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: if we're bringing anybody back, it's John. Sorry, I don't care if. it's Or Wayne has or mine. a twin.
0: His name is Dane. <laughs> Why,
4: why do twins' names automatically have to rhyme? Like he could be
0: like Charles. No, like Dame, he doesn't have to rhyme. Dames. Because okay, because okay, there's, a, there's an answer to that. Because parents are crazy when it comes to naming children. Sometimes you're
4: not wrong. Right. I did know twins growing up when I played softball, and their names were Stacy and Tracy. <laughs>
0: okay thank you case closed
1: <laughs> no you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> okay
0: because <laughs> bridget has a ton of stories no
1: no just stop telling davey's right <laughs> just everybody everybody stop it I just, no 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 she said wrong. not I
0: wrong say he was she didn't sorry. want to give me the I satisfaction said
1: you, i said you're not wrong <laughs> i would never
4: say dave is right
3: I really <laughs> did when <he's> not wrong. <laughs>
0: First of all, <laughs> there is no, I can be completely wrong about this episode. Michael, Michael Sancho's comments. Are, they're sending me and to the moon Dave's right now. He's
1: living on cloud nine right now. He does not even care. <laughs> He's like, you can say whatever you want. Mikey
4: loves me. I totally
2: understand the feeling, Dave. I've had it before, so I get to man. I'm I still
0: here. I, I have not come down. It's why I'm so confrontational <laughs> and spicy. What? Not at all. Can
1: I talk about something a little bit controversial? Yes, please. please.
0: I okay. am ready. Please. Let's do it. No,
1: have wait no
0: no come on come on okay fine
1: okay so i read (laughs) this Uh,
0: windows closed (laughs) i moved the hair on my hand that says the time (laughs) that's
1: his that's his robot thing weird anyway (laughs) weird that someone would manufacture that onto your robot body but okay
0: (laughs) have you seen (laughs) bicentennial man okay (laughs) (laughs) oh
2: fair dude you do resemble robin williams (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
1: I was trying to stay away from a ton of content about this because one, I didn't want to get spoiled before I watched on Sunday. It did happen. I did get spoiled for Alicia's return, but I (gasps) thought it was a joke. So I didn't actually know it until I watched the episode. So that did save it. And this is me just on TikTok scrolling and it just pops up. They start the video off with Alicia. I was like, rude. (laughs)
0: Right, right. With the little wavy cap cut effects.
1: Anyway, I was like, right. But I thought it was a joke. (laughs) I thought it was a joke. So I was like, "Eh," didn't even think about it. So I've been trying to stay away from a lot of the content. But I did just by chance end up scrolling upon something today. And it was Daniel Sharman did say that he actually feels extremely disrespected with the way that his character was treated at the end, that his character death did not make him happy. So I just wanted you guys to hear that and know that because I I thought it was. I thought it was very interesting. They brought him back, and it's all about redemption and second chances.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's obviously on a redemption arc. He's trying to take care of his daughter. He loved his wife. It may be a little twisted, but who isn't in the apocalypse? Mm-hmm. And so they bring him on, and they have him have this big redemption arc where he wants to help people do good. And then Woody Woodpecker over here stabs him with Alicia's hand. No,
0: Would it you, was oh, so stupid. Okay. <laughs> like, what is he talking about? Oh, I get yeah, it. No, Never mind. I was like, Took me a while. <laughs> Wait, let me let me answer that with a question first before you continue. But but how many of you really, really enjoyed Daniel Sharman's performance as Troy?
1: I loved it. Me, I loved okay. It. Me,
0: and the fact that Madison kills him elevates how much we like. It. I, even me, even me, how much I enjoyed seeing that arc of him evolve in well, that it short. Did. Or, it also made me or hate go back her to more. the way he was before.
1: His death actually, in some weird way, does give him full redemption because right. I'm no longer like, wow, this guy is a jerk. One, talk about chewing right. the scenery. Thank you, Daniel Sharman, for that. Mm-hmm. It just the, my, my. the beautiful experience of you this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I and all loved every part of it.
0: Yeah, they still kept mm-hmm. it on the line, but...
1: It's like him dying seemed so unfair that it almost makes an irredeemable character redeemable in some weird way. That's exactly what I I have a I mean. different
2: perspective. Troy is a different character to me because I didn't see him in 1 through 3. Sure. I still think he was a jerk and a terrible person through most of this back half of the season, but he was clearly and easily the most entertaining out of everybody.
0: He was the same in three, I think. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. He chewed up the screen even more. Yeah, by you way, love and, to hate him. If that's, you could believe That's it. the
1: whole thing with Troy. Oh, he was twisted. Yeah. From the yeah, very yeah. beginning of being introduced to him, you're like, this guy sucks. Show yeah. me more of that, though.
0: <laughs> you know what, though? See, yeah. Can we hit on that a little bit? Because I don't know why I didn't think about it, about it until now. But what was so great about it was which of these two characters is more insane, Madison or Troy? Troy, I'm not talking about in these episodes. I'm talking about back in season three. But when we get back to season, whatever, to the, the C-series finale, you're like, oh, Madison is the more insane person, not Troy. Because your default is Troy is crazy. Madison yes. is just harnessing the bear. She put a harness on a wild bear and expected it to kind of tame it and, and ride them through the apocalypse.
1: I have brought this up before. In season three, we get that insight into Madison's past. It gets brought up again mm-hmm. in this last episode. That's all the insight I needed. As soon as I knew that before, for the apocalypse, she had murdered someone. Granted, was that murder deserved? Well, I'm not a judge a jury or an executioner so I cannot make that decision and neither can you Madison but you certainly did mm-hmm. when you take a look at that it kind of changes the moral compass on her so much that you're like she's nuts she is crazy she is beyond help. weird that she became a guidance counselor
0: not at all mm-hmm. weird at IMHO
1: I don't know it's some sociopath stuff Oof. I killed a person That's but exactly I'm gonna tell it. you how to make your life better <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> I'll take it one step further psychopath psychopaths do this Thing where, as opposed to a sociopath who were easier to pick out, psychopaths they fit in very well because they examine human behavior so they can figure out how to fit in. Otherwise, they're spotted out and they're rooted out and they're taken to asylums. As a psychopath, I identify as a psychopath. I know these things about psychopaths. I'm doing it to you right now. So, of course, she'd become a guidance counselor because she wants to study human behavior, especially in kids, so that she can fit in better into society. To me,
4: that sounds more like a sociopath. Yeah, psychopaths don't understand right and wrong. They don't feel a sociopath knows. And chooses the wrong path every time. Yes.
0: I think sociopaths just can't fit into societal norms uh, and then a whole host of other things. It's the no, I
4: think
1: you're confusing it. Yeah.
0: Well, psychopaths don't feel to the difference. Secure you speak on right this.
1: You're going to school for psychology. You talk about yeah. it in the chat. <laughs> yes.
4: They were both different kinds of insane. What is going on inside their head is not on the same level. You were wrong.
0: Secure sociopaths are the ones who have to study people <laughs> to figure out how to act. I think psychopaths do, do that too, though, because they know they can't feel the difference. between right and wrong so they copy other people they don't care though
4: the difference is a psychopath doesn't care
0: they care in as much as it feeds their id essentially like okay i want what i want but maybe i have to pretend to be a certain way to get it that's what look here
1: you're describing rachel and i and all the true crime (laughs) that we have watched and the criminal (laughs) minds we know (laughs) we basically have a phd together Yeah,
4: exactly. You know,
0: PhDs. <laughs> exactly. They are not exactly what they're cracked up to be
4: Um Dr. Spencer Reed said.
0: Um what? <laughs> <laughs> do- Dr. Stabler and Target Spencer A.
4: Reed. Anyway,
0: I don't know. I don't know these things. Why do you let me talk? Anyway. They have PhTVs. Oh, uh, I see. I yes. See. Even more <laughs> worthless than PhDs. <laughs> not to burn people who have PhDs but also yeah probably no but going back to the (laughs) point whereas before by default you saw Troy as oh this is a this is the bad guy and Madison you're like but why is she playing with the bad guy here it's more like Madison's obviously the bad guy and Troy seems to be like okay is he a bad guy we were questioning this the last even as early as Anton like oh is he the bad guy though because oh obviously Mm -hmm. we're sus we're sus people We're like oh but maybe he isn't but this is what we're seeing this is how we're, we're told to see it
1: i don't think that means what you think it means
0: (laughs) hello fellow young people i hate you (laughs) but i also don't because it's hilarious Little fellow young people. Sus. It's lit. Nobody says lit. It's fire. It's lit. No, Bat.
1: you're bad. It's Bat. all bad, Dave. Bad. Stop. Oh, god.
0: Also, what's the other one? Yeet. On fleek. No, lit is fleek is like yeet. lit. It's the same put it in the Stop trash of guys. history. Yeet. Stop. Yeet a lot. I don't
1: want to get sucked into your old
0: based. <laughs> That's my favorite one. That's based. Based? You know, based. You never that's heard
1: of based? That's not really that a thing one. anymore either,
0: Dave. Ah, <laughs> I'm an old. son of a... It is in libertarian terms. <laughs> that's what you do to a turkey.
1: Yeah, basting. <laughs> <laughs> he's just ready anyway. for
4: turkey day. He's Googling these words as he's talking and thinking he knows <laughs> what they mean. <laughs>
2: Madison getting shot by Tracy mirrors Nick getting shot by Charlie because mm-hmm. she had mm-hmm. just killed Tracy's guardian in a pretty gruesome way. Not quite as bad as antlers, mm-hmm. but pretty gross. Especially when you think that she thinks Alicia's her mom, so basically her grandma just stabbed her dad in the stomach with her mom's arm. That is a little messed up.
0: Although I, I can imagine most in-laws doing that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then Charlie was the same thing. She killed Nick because Nick had just killed her guardian.
0: Also via stabbing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except going through the back instead of the front.
2: Here's the thing. It turns out that Nick was killed for nothing because Madison wasn't dead. He killed Ennis because he thought Ennis was the reason Madison died. Mm -hmm. So Nick and Charlie were all a waste. And it was because Madison, instead of being the person she's supposed to be, that everybody loves so much, this wonderful character, she didn't go look for her kids. She believed some people who picked her up out of a water tank at the stadium. Okay, I'll buy that. Sure.
1: You would have boiled alive, but it's fine. (laughs) What? You would have been Madison Soup, but it's okay.
0: (laughs) Is that like Shredder and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
1: She just blipped in there. (laughs) Tonight I died on Madison Soup. You touched on the people that came to pick up Madison Soup, and I want to just say, (laughs) I just want to say, they were...
2: Campbell's (laughs) Cam- Campbell's matzo
1: soup. <laughs> <laughs> they were just oh, I can for see a little takeout. I just have to say that. Oh, okay, gosh. Crane. I know that it was like one. Rachel was the only one who had like jokingly stated that Crane would come. Back. <laughs> <laughs> so points for you, Rachel. That was great. Two. The amount of laughing I did during those Crane scenes was so <laughs> ridiculous. The found you thing. It killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was yelling in the I'm in the bed I was like, My God. Ah!
3: like cause it just
1: got me the fact that he was like found you I was like who is this guy where have you been
2: it was so random for him to just pop out of which of course now we see that we're supposed to know that they were the ones that laid the traps right mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the way the log trap oh cool. hell yeah that was awesome That was, that was cool. awesome. the first Come time I was, I
1: was like oh damn yeah it came out of nowhere mm-hmm. it was great
2: they were the ones that set up the log traps and the pit trap and all that, so it was like I guess that was the foreshadowing, but otherwise it was just this totally random appearance out of nowhere. I loved because it. they haven't mentioned them all season. There's been no mention of anything. All of a sudden, loved, here they are.
1: I loved every minute of it. Again, it was like he was chewing up the scenery. I was like, what is this performance? Why were you not this before? <laughs> she got, got bit incredible. over <laughs> and over and over and over. Like <laughs> I was like, why were you not like this before? Had you been like this before? I. Would have loved you, Crane. You would have been like my favorite character because it was so over the top.
0: Because <laughs> he looks insane now. That's why you like him so much. I
1: loved it. Doesn't that look like kingdom gear that they
2: were wearing when they first showed up? Yeah, kind of. It did. I was like, why are there kingdom people here? And then I realized who it was. <laughs> you know who
0: it looks like specifically? Jesus, Paul Rovia.
2: Oh, I was like, you mean like Alicia's Christ? Right I before he know. left. You just, you no, just you, like the plates and
0: stuff. Me. And- mm, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, sorry, not Alicia's. It's Jesus. <laughs> you <laughs>
1: <laughs> i loved it i wish that that storyline could have gone more in that direction originally because i think there would have been a lot more buy-in from the audience yeah but that would have been Had too much acted? i think i don't think so we were already at the point where it's like this show is ending and everything is going sideways it might as well also be acted over the top because then at least i'm getting <laughs> well they were
0: saving it for this
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like potential energy it carries you all the way several episodes later like
1: oh, surprise no, you know like and- found. In And you. a cartoony
0: log hitting the truck off the road. Come on. My favorite
1: line of the whole show was just, found you. <laughs> found you. <laughs> found you. Like, who are you? Why are you doing this? I love it.
0: You know what? And I, I said it to Daniel Rashid on his on his Instagram. I was like, you leaned in and you embraced this madness. Yeah, I saw madness. your comment. I saw and, your and, comment. I'm like, <laughs> and no, it was and I, I seriously respect it because they're going to him and they're saying, look, bring it to 12. Not 11. Bring it to 12 <laughs> because we got to go out crazy. And And look, as ridiculous-ish as his performance was and the way he was supposed to be depicted. I like that he was a mirror to all three of these. All these three people are going like there's this Spider-Man meme. Oh, you're doing the thing where you hate people and don't help? <laughs> oh, you are? You're doing the thing that hate people don't help? So, And Troy's looking at this and going, you know, I, I made that deal with you. I don't like this guy because he reminds me of me what I'm turning into now and I don't like it. And he's clearly I'm liking Troy because he's seeing that and he's like, I don't, no, I don't want it. I don't want you. Madison, you can have it. I don't want it. You can Take me home. Country Road. Take me home. Sorry, I went somewhere. <laughs> I
1: don't know why. That got weird.
2: <laughs> Speaking of people hating people, I just want to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking, David. You said
2: you said people hate. People. One of the things I really disliked about the season was how antagonistic all of our people were to each other. Because mm. one of the things that I loved about four and five and even six was, even though they were usually separated, they were always trying to get back to each other and all find each other as a group. Even in season six, that was the whole point of six was they were all trying to get away from Virginia and all regroup. But now they all hate each other. It's so sad. I don't like it. I don't like that everybody split up at the end because they all hate each other now. It was just so depressing to me. That was one of the things that I really really hated about this season. The friction and the hate between all of our
1: characters.
0: I didn't like it.
1: It does mirror the first season to some degree. Does it? Now that you're oh, saying okay. that. Cuz you're right. I saw your comment about that charity and I agree. It, it made it hard to have the buy-in. But that's always what I've said about Madison is that it's hard for me to like her because she's always self-sabotaging. That first season, there's Liza who doesn't really want to be with her ex-husband and Madison. but has to be to survive. There's Daniel, who got roped into this crazy mess, does not want to be with them, just wants to take care of his wife and his daughter. Sounds familiar. There's Chris, who everybody hates. (laughs) Truth.
0: (laughs) Not accidental that that's the case. There's
1: all the beef with Nick because he's just been a junkie for years Mm. who's been dragging his mom through it over and over and over again. So his sister's got beef with him. Travis doesn't want to be around him because he can't get his life together. There's all of this problem problematic energy between all of them and it's kind of that again it's almost like they got enough space to be away from each other to say hey yeah we're family now turns out we don't really actually like each other <laughs> we're family we'll never lose this bond but it was out of necessity that we were together and now we don't right. have to be we can go do our own thing at the end
2: of this episode through a lot of our people there was no i don't even feel like there was bonds between them anymore they just completely were gone bye that's it i don't agree i was that. sad
1: about the disintegration of them being as as a group. I was sad about it that everybody was going their separate way, but the way in which they were leaving felt hopeful for them as people, so that was enough to carry it through.
0: As opposed to the beginning where it was not at all like that. Yes, right? exactly. we meet June and she's cutting off fingers of Padre people and even what Morgan Morgan definitely Morgan to an extent because that's not the Morgan we knew. Oh, oh there's my daughter. Like no, give her back. She's not my daughter. No. <laughs> she's not I just know. They, we made a deal. It's not the Morgan we know from both shows. It's insane. And so by the end of it, when they do part, it's on different terms. It's on better terms. It's to spread the gospel of whatever, of this Madison Madre, maybe, whatever it is, and doing their own thing.
1: I will say this, and y'all can fiercely disagree with me, and that is fine, but I felt that the caliber of acting that we received from Kim Dickens was elevated in these last two episodes. Especially this in This felt contrast. more like the Madison I knew in the early season and I was really thankful for that because it seemed like she was finally like in it. We had talked about... She was like, I'm
2: almost done, thank God.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> Maybe. Some of that has to do with the fact that it does take some time to get back into a character that you've stepped away from for a while. Again,
2: I didn't know Madison in the first three seasons. I liked Madison in season four. I liked her mindset, you know, we're going to help people and stuff. I really liked that about her. And I was sad when she died. A little sad. I did not like this iteration <laughs> of her at all. And a lot of that may be antagonism because of things that happened in the past not connected to the show but i still just don't like madison at all which i understand you don't have to i would be glad if she had never been
0: on the show again it's been said on this show in the first three seasons though there are you know many people who say we automatically do the thing okay she's the protagonist we're supposed to like her but i don't know i'm looking at rachel's face but there were people that are like i don't like her i know i'm supposed to like her but i don't like her that's what made me like her more
2: (laughs) i don't understand how people are so in love with this character to the point that they bullied the network into bringing her back. She is a terrible person and a terrible character. I don't get it. I understand people do. And if you do, that's that's great. Good on you. Yeah, that's This me. is my personal opinion.
0: It's great. Takira said, oh, I know why it's like this because the OGs. Well, not the OGs. You're talking about Ian and Andrew actually wrote the last few episodes. No,
1: I no, 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 no. I asked her for clarification because I didn't oh. understand what she was saying. She said the okay. OGs rewrote their final episode. So I was like, who? And <laughs> She said Coleman and Kim. Coleman said that they rewrote their character oh. endings.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I he did do that. an
1: interview with
0: Daniel. Didn't Daniel Sharman. Well, <laughs> he did
1: some <laughs> interviews. He, he, no, no he, he did not he rewrite did his... Write about his character. No, he did not. It's a shame it.
0: because I thought I thought the way they did Troy dirty. I, I, even that was kind of cool to watch. It redeemed his character. I don't know if he wanted that. Maybe he wanted him to be a little bit more on the line or dastardly or whatever you want to call it.
1: I mean, I didn't read the article because I just saw it and I was like, OK, let me step away from this. This is I'll an interesting I'll piece call of I'll
0: information. I'll call Daniel Sharman. Yeah.
1: I will, of course, give you the link. <laughs> to the article so you can put it
0: in the blog blog so thank you if
1: they want. but you probably just have to google his name and i'm sure it'll show up
0: daniel talks s about fear <laughs> Ooh, that's what we like to write about.
1: Carranza just said that Madison was the anti-hero, and that is definitely true to this series. She was she was not much of a hero as much as she was an anti-hero, I feel like. That's always how I felt. Just hate her. I
0: know. I, I try to shy away from that moniker because, first of all, the show, everybody's an anti-hero, if you want to use that scale. But I feel oh, like sure. she's more of like a force of nature. In a way, I like that Troy came back because it almost highlights Madison in a whole new light, showing that he's been... And trying to make right and Madison not trying to make right or at least at first trying to and then as she finds out about, out about Alicia being murdered she goes downhill with every single episode and appears more like Troy with but it again episode, or like old Troy. the thing
1: with Nick she killed Troy for no reason because she was alive the whole time so it's like right. mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for that now Troy is yeah. unhinged so who knows what would have happened had they let him live ultimately maybe it was the right decision but again, no, it's that's not, that's not point. for me to say. Not if we're looking for redemption. Bridget, I do think Kim's acting
4: was oh. stepped up these last couple of episodes. And I thought as much while I was watching the episodes, I thought, wow, it's it's not excruciating watching this potato perform on screen <laughs> these episodes. <laughs> But I, <laughs> but I still don't like Madison. The character is still making horrible decisions. I mean, they all stood in that little huddle talking about redemption and second chances.
0: Except for Daniel.
4: And then she immediately walks over to Troy and stabs him in the stomach. But you didn't listen to a word these people just said to you. She's like, nah, I know best. And that has been her problem That's the been whole her. time. Yeah, not I only, know only did she
2: stab him, but she did it right in front of his daughter. Yeah, well, no Jill.
0: Yep. earshot. (laughs) Right. But doesn't that also go to what she says to Tracy in the car? To that something I was trying to say in the last episode when it came to Motley Crew and Livewire, she's reliving the cyclical melodrama. And so it's interesting to see that cyclical melodrama that's authentic, that you can't break free from unless you decide. The first step is deciding to. Second is to seek help. Find the tools that you need to move on. But everybody to a degree. And this goes to your comment about seeing these people not even liking each other at first. We're being antagonistic to one another. We're not trusting one another. And all the time with the first few episodes, it was hard to remember that it was a seven-year time jump. Geography, fast yeah. travel, mm-hmm. feeling like, mm-hmm. except for Mo, and like, oh, that's the clear indicator. But like, other than that, kids, right? We were like, oh, we measure time by kids. But like, like it, yeah. f- but feeling like we, oh, we didn't we only just see them moments ago?
1: Well, also, the other problem is that Alicia definitely Carey has not aged the entire time she's been on the show. <laughs> okay, she looks exactly genetic. the it's same. <laughs>
2: it's unreal. Explain to me how she fell asleep on the beach and she woke up.
0: <laughs> it's Maybelline.
2: Looked amazing. And just went back and saved all these people. The reason they had to leave was it was on fire and all the radioactive walker dust was going everywhere, and the walker smoke. So, how did she just go back in there and everything's fine? Because I'm going to tell you what, she looks really good. She put some weight on. Her face looks yeah, good. Get her it's hair seven radiation. Years. She's got some damn like panty oh, no. going on here or something.
0: Yeah.
4: Girl, that radiation. Is she
2: going to tailor? Because her, her clothes look really highlights. good.
0: She has a long time to take care of the, Remember, the guys, things. Remember, guys, she
1: wasn't sleeping before any of that. That happened so when she passed out she finally yeah. got a good nap and it really she got just like did three wonders. days worth of rest. Just needed a good rest
0: also there's that haze that protects her from the rays of the sun whatever that radioactive haze whatever i want
1: to say what Carranza <laughs> said in the chat really quickly he said Ali- alicia always felt more like the protagonist to me in the show i do have to agree with you. it does
3: seem over <laughs> time not. it
1: ended up because it did see, it was really pointed towards <laughs> nick for a long time but i think <laughs> I think really and truly Alicia was the protagonist of the show.
0: But why is there that instinct? Right? We're quiet. But there's that instinct to say, but was she? Because the show obviously didn't do push-ins on her as much as they could have. Or they focused on other characters. Or people had different favorites like Daniel or even Victor.
1: Well, yeah. But but that's like saying Rick isn't the protagonist of The Walking Dead. He really and truly is, Dave, if you like really look at it.
0: Right. They started out like that. But I think this was around the time that the walking dead, he was trying to blend rick into the general hero protagonist pool all of a sudden wasn't about rick well maybe they focused a little bit more on carl until they decided to kill him off maybe michonne but this is in the era when fear the walking dead came out is like shortly before that shift from rick as the major protagonist that we all follow and so it's not easy there's this instinct inside you to say but is she the protagonist and definitely madison started out as the oh, okay it's her perspective it's her point of view but then eventually you're like okay Hey, I'm following Nick now. I'm fo- This guy seems like he's walking in a gender direction. That's safe. I hate Chris. Alicia. Hmm, well, you follow decisions Nick from too. the very
1: first scene of the first episode, Dave. So it yeah. really, no, truly, no, right, right, it right. was always the kids. It was never Madison. Don't you want your protagonist making better decisions? You well, want
2: you this do. person to be the one who, want oh, my good guys I, to be good. Yeah. And bad guys well, to be bad. It's
1: almost like she, she's the folly to them. Well, well they're Madison's all always the, the folly, folly to her children.
4: Rick kind of had that sort of instinct to him too. Rick didn't always make the, the best decisions either <laughs> at, at first air. they seem
0: like the best decisions and eventually the things the things that you thought people should do didn't work
4: yeah I feel like Rick more than Madison he took into account other people a- at least Madison is just on her own she's like this is what we need to do I don't care what you say this is what we're doing and if people disagree she does it anyway
3: right mm. oh
4: this has been her character I love from that. the beginning I, and see I, I hate love that, that. The I love that finale- finale- was so the
2: perfect example of that because here's strand like I need you to come Help me do this
0: Oh yeah
2: And she's like Nope I'm gonna go mm-hmm. find My dead kid Sorry you're on your own That was
0: yeah. so emotional I was like What is wrong now with you Now you care
2: about Where your kid is She thought yeah. she was a dead a mother You're going to look For a dead person When you got live people Probably. Right here that need
0: you Right He did
1: say that to her mm-hmm. Which I'm so thankful for But it also goes to show That she always has been A truly imperfect character She's had so many flaws That have been So abundantly clear And her children Have always come first over everything. The entirety of this series has been about the Clark kids come first. Nobody else does. And although her and Strand did develop a very close friendship, that still does not override that her children come first. And that was just made abundantly clear by that scene. Mm -hmm. It hurt me as a person.
0: To watch Victor stumble on his words.
1: One that Strand asked for help.
0: For his family, which he has done. He put his hands in the fire at the stadium to pull Alicia through the fire, the oily Walker yeah. fire, and he has a scar and for her kids.
1: <laughs> and that she, knows like he just kept going. He has a scar. <laughs> He has a scar.
0: (laughs) Supposedly. Which is why he always wears gloves, because he doesn't want to show that the burn hand scar, usually.
1: That he (laughs) he was asking for help, but also that she was so unwilling to see beyond herself, which is truly just pinnacle Madison.
0: What Tracy says, beyond her desire to programmatically give her kids the life that she never had. Very succinctly explained. But on the flip side of that, it makes Victor look like a hero. Mm. Majorly. I saw this in... In both episodes, but I saw this in the in the last episode too. Confusing because we're used to so much from Victor. I wrote so many times in my notes, which you can get is this, is this altruistic? Is it really all about Tracy? And then these last two episodes, you're like, he's commanding.
1: I was so thankful for it because as I said, I really wanted Victor to get redemption because people can hate him. I understand he was not a well loved character throughout the show. I have always loved him. I don't know why I just have. He was on my list of five with Daniel <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) like these are the characters that I truly love. I shouldn't
0: like but I do in a way.
1: I loved the fact that he was a con man and it added this extra layer to him and you never knew where he was gonna land on anything.
0: You kind of get why he was a con man.
1: I'm so thankful that he got that redemption and that he got the family that he always wanted and we got to see that for everyone because that was the big deal with June. I was so thankful to see she got the daughter that she lost. Yeah. And Dove. She gets her daughter back.
0: She would have been about your age.
1: A daughter who wants to go with her to
2: learn medicine, which is also like a mother, like right. daughter.
0: Hmm?
1: Yeah. That, it was sweet. beautiful. And they were going to go visit John's grave, which was also right. Beautiful. Oh, and my we God. See the pistols, the
2: smile <laughs> that she gives right after she says there's somebody at the cabin I haven't seen in a while that hit me in the gut. I was like, oh, God, the guns did when she brought the guns out. I was like, oh, God.
1: <laughs> well, and I I love that she did the little gentle ear tuck. Yeah. With Dove's hair as she spoke to her. It was kind of. of a way to be like if you're not getting this get it now through this touching moment this is the daughter that she gets to have now this is this moment of intimacy that she's missed for so many years
0: and we got a little of that in sanctuary too like okay yes you went through all that pain but here you come out the other side with this family Mm
2: -hmm. and it also upsets me that they're splitting up from sherry and dwight i thought they were going to be a family why did they all split up
0: nothing's forever too no time will tell whatever he just
2: said in that episode we're a family It was that same episode.
1: I thought Dave meant maybe June's not going to stay there forever. They're going no, to visit John.
0: sort of said as much.
1: Geography means nothing on this yeah. show. So they can just close their eyes.
4: Uh, and this show is over and now. And be be
0: more respectful. <laughs>
2: okay. I also don't know why they're going back to the sanctuary since it collapsed two episodes ago. That
1: was kind of interesting.
2: And the whole thing is like yes. the sanctuary didn't work because they couldn't grow anything there. So why are you going <laughs> to some place where nothing know and it's collapsed?
0: He doesn't know that.
2: They, they don't know. Are that. you gonna live in the
1: furnaces?
2: What's up yeah, with that? That's very safe. Well,
1: he does mention the streets are still intact. It could be like a Woodbury type situation. Go find a farm. Okay. I agree, <laughs> they don't know that they weren't able to grow anything. It's been years since even our people have been at Sanctuary, so who knows in terms of soil conditions, even what it would be well, like. Well, I'm now. sure it's not much better. It's still packed down earth. I don't That was think
0: a they're... lot of slash and burn. I don't yeah, I don't, I still don't think
2: grow. that's My whole point is, you just said it collapsed two episodes ago, and now you're going back. Go find a farm somewhere where you can grow things and have another baby and be happy, and you can have finches there or something, but don't go back to the sanctuary. That's the worst place in the world to go to. But sending it back to the sanctuary does put them in the vicinity of Alexandria, and that's why I think that it was Dwight that Carol was talking about on the radio.
0: but ba-doom, badoom on the walking to Daryl Dixon near the end, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. But, to go back to your point, though, I, nothing is forever, and even family in the pre-apocalypse world, even though you move away you still love each other and trust in your relationship enough to know that when we see each other again we will still regard each other as family I'm not mad at it and it goes to like the point of okay they're gonna go off and help people and they're gonna go off to help more people it's all about this moment it's all about going out into the world and helping more people I'm not mad at that at all and who might they bring back in the TWDU future who knows but like you said
2: well I mean I'm I'm sending that spinoff idea to Mikey later who knows
1: if it works. <laughs> you <laughs> could i do hope we get to see some of these faces again there's Mm. been some theories online now that because the show ended we're never going to get to see morgan again which doesn't really make sense to me because he left to go find rick so i feel like he probably will show up at some point down the line maybe in the ones who live yeah i guess that's up
4: to lenny
0: not confirmed but
1: (laughs) well lenny did vocalize that unless it fits with his character and he feels really good about it he will not come back and i think maybe that has something to do kind right. of with how this stint on fear went
0: that's a uh, speculation okay that is so, speculation
1: on my end but you completely. might be right, but, might be right. <laughs> but I just think he is a, a trained actor he's done this for a number of years I think you come into something really excited to bring back your character and and you're like this is gonna go really well and then your character changes so drastically in ways that maybe don't really make sense
0: but I think even he enjoyed the idea of going back and I think you want to try something Walker different Duane and th- all I see is red. Now that you're away
1: from it, though, I think it's easier to say, you know what? That character is me. I am that character. It's a huge part of me. I'm only going to come back if it's really good. And I think that that's fair to say. And it's the same thing Andrew Lincoln said. They hammered out that script how many times? Because he was like, no, everybody's an executive producer.
0: But no, going to your point, though, and that's the fear of every actor, but especially British actors, because typically their series don't last many seasons. Mm -hmm. They kind of keep it tight. They keep everything that needs to be said and done perfect and then they go out with a bang they say okay that's it That's this is all it was and so to drag a British actor through season upon season especially Andrew Lincoln it's a slog and it's like okay what do we kind of like what Troy says at the end of Anton what are we even fighting for <laughs> what, what are we doing out here
2: we've said it before how physically demanding yeah filming a show like The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead is just crawling through the mud and they film long hard grueling days of running through the woods and walking
4: carrying heavy guns up and down the hill mm-hmm. shout out to
2: Peggy <laughs> <laughs> After nine years of that, you're
1: probably tired.
0: More. Yeah. Even at this point. Yeah. Well, they
1: talked about those cooling suits that they wear, but you wear it for like a little bit and then you have to pull it off, you're immediately sweaty again. <laughs> so what's <laughs> even mm-hmm. the point of it?
0: It's like having an AC with a bad condenser. Yeah, the air is all like, just, like wet it's and exhausting. Stuff. I mean, it does the job, but it really doesn't. This is just coming
1: from <laughs> me living my life in the South and wearing just regular clothes, not costuming.
2: Right. <laughs> this
0: is my waking uh, leather. life in winter. Oh my gosh.
1: Like <laughs> <Did> he... <laughs> Negan
2: wearing that leather jacket all the time that oh. had got to be awful. Even Ugh. though, Rachel, you and I talked a lot about leather is what you should wear because it's extremely hard to bite through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also hard to survive in Georgia in summer wearing leather. So kind of a trade-off a there. And, and
0: yeah. a
1: neckerchief. Like the man yeah. wasn't covered enough.
0: <laughs> he could not wait to get rid of that. <laughs> okay, we did the first few episodes. Now I can get rid of it. Get rid okay. of his neckerchief. Oh, okay. I have to shave in the scene? Oh, okay, oh, words.
2: <laughs> we were like women, we understand it's hot, but you got no sleeves on. You were just asking for a bite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Put something on your arms. I understand it's hot.
0: And on the reverse, do you remember tie your hair up. Do you remember the <laughs> yeah, storm? Tie your hair up. <laughs> the season finale of season 9. It's like, okay, they're in winter, but they don't know how to close their jackets And this howling <laughs> nobody's re- wearing a hat. Bomb cyclone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, exactly. it is the South Dave. We don't know how to close our jackets. No, it's
0: Virginia. It's freezing
2: that's the free no way that's virginia that's right never mind i was gonna say that's where troy's yeah. walkers were frozen but that's yeah some people
0: say state, it's like so. way cold they can't teleport
2: it. so who knows
0: um yes they can <laughs> um and who's doing watched? the telepoing? it's the, <laughs> oh, oh, the teleporting
2: speaking of tobias let's talk about the title no,
0: card no let's talk about the title
3: <laughs> card <laughs>
1: All right, lay it on me because I didn't watch it again, so I don't even okay, know no, what
0: on it. Sharon and I had a discussion beforehand and we were looking at all the people that were in the title sequence. By the way, when you're watching it live on TV, they only had the one title sequence and it's obviously the banger one with all the characters or the major protagonists, essentially. Those who watch it on AMC Plus got to see the, the Troy, Troy one. Right. I thought it was interesting that they kind of packaged these episodes as a single episode, which is fine with me. But when we saw that title sequence, I went crazy. <laughs> but there are some on there that I can't figure out. I can't figure out who some of these characters are. I got to go back and look at
1: it. Okay, please, yeah, please do. I didn't get a good look at it. I feel like they're
2: the characters are placed in proximity to their importance to Madison. And obviously, Nick and Alicia. See, that's the thing.
0: I don't agree with that. Nick and Alicia are in the front,
2: and Al is off to the side.
1: Al, owl.
2: (laughs) What interaction do they have? And then I remembered, Al is who started Madison on the whole "no one's gone until they're gone" saving everybody thing. When Madison tried to steal Swaty. From her, sure. In the first half of season four,
1: Al is closer to her than Travis. <laughs> Al is the reason she started the whole...
2: No one's gone till they're gone. No one's gone till till they're gone. I know And that is also why I got really mad when she did not acknowledge Swati. She was trying to steal Swati when she met Al. That's how Mm -hmm. she met her. And that was when Al helped her. And that started everything. She just like, okay, let me go kill Troy and you. That's it.
0: You know, I'm like, I'm not bothered by this because it's obvious why she didn't acknowledge it. Daniel didn't acknowledge wanting to absolutely kill Troy against all the growth that he had. And let's go from left to right. Okay you have Charlie okay. here. Charlie, and yeah. Okay. This one looks like another Alicia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it does when she used to wear that high, that
4: high half pony.
0: Mm-hmm. This looks like that Victor. Victor. Yeah. That, yep,
4: that's
1: Victor.
0: This is June. That looks like June. June's oh, right?
4: hair. Dude. Yep, yeah. yeah. It's the sad hair. Next to June looks like Dwight.
0: This is Dwight and Sherry. sure. Okay, right. And then here's another Alicia. I'm kidding. I don't know who that is. Then there's Karen David as Grace. Okay. But he, who's this? Is this another Alicia? Is this trash bag Alicia? <laughs>
3: trash bag
1: Alicia. <laughs> Why would there be so many Alicias? Doesn't make any sense
0: hold on
2: i, She's I don't been know 16 but... different somebodies
1: that doesn't make any sense yeah there
0: you go there you is go.
2: that isabel see, okay. next to her that's isabel why am i pointing at the screen well like wait, you can wait wait see? wait
1: wait, one of these has to be ophelia all these extra women that looks remember like a she ophelia. had the braid in season three when Did she was plat. with taka's people yeah yeah
0: so that's okay i can do that it. might be ophelia so there's this oh
1: yeah okay <laughs> also could be Luciana.
0: Nope. I'll show okay. you why. Okay. She's so, on the other side. Obviously, this is Cliff Curtis. This is uh Travis. That's Travis, yep. This is Al. Uh, Ow. Ow. Owl. 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 Uh, this is Alicia with her bony arm right here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Obviously Madison. Then we've got <laughs> obviously <laughs> Nick. 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 Morgan. Morgan. Chris. Oh, I didn't even see him. Oh Morgan. yeah, it's oh Chris. God. Morgan. Okay. okay. That's from his title card in All I See th- uh-huh. is Red. Okay. Morgan okay. And, and then Chris. that's Lucy Chris. next to Chris. And that's Lucy. Okay. There's Lucy. And Wendell and Sarah. Sarah, Wendell and Sarah. Sarah. I know. I,
1: I'm sorry. I live near a town named Wendell. That's why I, I said it like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. It's like, wait. John from his title card from his death episode. <laughs> okay. John, John Dory Jr. Junior, John Dory and senior. then senior. Now this. Who's this?
1: Oh. Okay. okay. Keep going.
0: This is it. So who's this? Okay. Okay. Let's put mm-hmm. that aside. All right. Daniel and Skidmark maybe on his yeah, neck. I don't, or nice. it's okay. a scarf Daniel. thing. Okay. And then there's Tobias. Yeah. Because we have no idea who this could be. Tobias lost a ton of weight, and he's also an alien. It's an apocalypse because he has no facial features.
4: (laughs) Could the female figure in the far back? Could that be Gloria? Gloria,
2: Nick's girlfriend.
1: Nick's girlfriend. Nick's girlfriend at the beginning started this. Oh. I would think on the She's left hand that. side that could maybe have been her that woman in the back on the left hand side
0: okay I could dig that
1: could be that one kind of looks like she has a jacket on
0: yeah the
4: one on the other side looks more sleek like her shoulders are a little more prominent
0: do you think any of this could be <laughs> is
1: that the word I'm looking
4: <laughs> yeah. for?
0: see Ginny would have had a hat for sure so it can't, oh, it can't be Ginny
1: yeah okay is that Taka all the way on the right is that Taka though
0: uh, it could be it, it looks like a mannequin or it could be Raleigh right that's I'd buy Raleigh over, but that
1: doesn't make any but, sense because well, he didn't have any relationship to Madison. Yeah, but neither did I, I don't. I don't regard
0: that as I don't. Oh yeah, Eliza. Yeah. So could this be Eliza? Yeah. That could be Eliza. It could,
1: it could, be. Be, Eliza. It I could buy, be. I could be. I can buy that. Actually, yeah. she wore a denim jacket in the first season, so it could be could her, her on the, on the, the other side. Yeah.
0: So wait, her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she, this is one has long hair. I don't think Eliza had long hair. She did. Right?
1: It was back
3: in it a was, ponytail. It, for, yeah, it was a fair amount of
1: the season.
0: I want one of these to be. I keep wanting to call her Alita wait which one's the lady again
4: I, oh g- no none For, of these are the new black
0: wait what if that's that's actually griselda that makes sense mm. the long hair she's shorter i don't think
1: she's wide enough and i don't mean that to sound as mean as it came you do
0: out. it's fine you cool <laughs> I don't know. I thought one of these was Janice, too, but...
1: You know what? That's Tess back there. Peggy, that's you. Yeah, that's Tess. <laughs> Good, call.
0: We're deciding that's Tess. Tess. Good call.
1: It's Tess. <laughs> Good
4: call.
0: Yes. And that's Ranger Samuels. We found her. Okay. Yeah. her.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. And this is Tobias, guys. This is Tobias.
1: Okay, I'm just well. I'm just trying to That's run the through Ranger the characters Hill. that she interacted with. No, Hill
0: was a bad guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, we don't have Troy on here. We don't have any of the Auto family on here.
0: I thought for a second
2: Troy was <laughs> this until it was. Peggy said she'll take it.
4: <laughs>
1: Who else is with the hat? Okay. Is that supposed
0: to That's be Senior. Senior
1: John
2: Junior
0: Junior John Senior. Senior
1: Madison never knew Senior, which doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, she didn't know Sarah and Wendell either. That's
0: what I'm know. trying to say. Why Why is this all Madison? For? Oh. It's not. This is these okay. are all the. This is the main characters on the show, or the main protagonists on the show. Okay.
1: Where's Martha? Well, wait, is that one of the kids?
0: What is you, it like is Annie?
1: It Annie? Is it Annie? Uh, Annie? No. Annie had would much wilder ha- hair.
0: She would also have, be in a cap, I think. A baseball cap, maybe? No,
2: she had like a little
0: meaty N- hat. She never, she hat. Well, then maybe that's hair. Annie
1: on
4: the
0: left. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a stocking you mean like this? Yeah.
4: Right. No, that's definitely Tess. <laughs> Tess,
0: Tess. We already <laughs> called it. Okay, so this is Alayda. Okay, don't... Um, wait, forget about everybody um, else. Aleda. Alien Tobias. Or, it's Alien Tobias. This is why that's oh, why it's Takira it. said,
1: here's it's the it's list. Dubai.
0: Okay. Okay. What?
1: There's an actual list. There's a list. Lay it
4: on Wait a us, minute. Could this be see.
0: Jeremiah Otto? Wait, that that makes sense. Oh, Jeremiah Otto. I like Tobias. The I bald know. head.
1: I like Tobias. <laughs>
0: I hate everything. I, I'm not going to look at the list. Headcanons wins. Anyway.
1: She's going in order left to right. So, so this it's is Mo, 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 Odessa.
0: Oh, so that's okay, not. Odessa. Yep.
1: Strand. June. June, June Dwight. White. Charlie. Charlie. With okay. the bad wig. Sherry. Grace, Travis, Al, yep. okay, Alicia, Alicia, Madison, Nick, Alicia, Madison, Nick, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan Chris,
4: Chris Lucy. Lucy, Yep, John, John, Wendell, Sarah, John, Wendell, Sarah, John, Wendell, Sarah. John,
0: John Senior. Senior, here we go. Then this is All right.
1: who is this one? I know. Okay. Drum roll, please.
4: I know. Lay it on. It's lay
1: it on. <laughs>
3: Ophelia.
0: Ophelia? Oh, that's Ophelia. Wes
1: West. West? West, West, It is Wes. That makes oh. sense. I can see it. Okay. I can that, see okay. it. That is He's got the hoodie West. on, and his bra. No? Um, yeah. his dreads are pulled back, like he wore. Yeah, him. yeah. That is yep. Wes.
0: with this is it, Kira,
1: Where did you get this list? <sighs> yeah,
0: this does not look like Wes. No? I mean, like no, I think, I think it looks like Wes. No, I think it could be Wes. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it could be. He had kind of a like a longer face. It's like Strands Mini Me.
0: Oh, then that would make sense. She got a screen she found that has okay. rant. been wrong that's hit okay. or miss then and they've also been very <laughs> critical of the series
1: Mo is right that was a good call Mo is, of the yeah, brain. I see, yeah I see I see yeah. because yeah. the
0: brain and everything okay I see it the I see braid it. yeah you know, that's signature like many of our characters they have differentiations fine
1: is this really just truly a collection of anybody who's been on a title card before no because Travis wouldn't mostly one. yeah because yes. like some of them yeah, Travis on the title Travis yeah right did Lucy ever have one she had one
3: Lucy she did have one this season it was this season
2: didn't it yeah
1: they only started
4: doing them in season season six Six.
0: They had the visual ones in four and five. You know the moving, yeah, hurricaney, all that stuff. And then yeah. Yeah. season six is when they did the uh, kind of like the more illustrative yeah. title card characters. Because it was more, because
4: it was more anthology in six.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which matches. Mm-hmm. And then in season yeah. seven they got even more improved and three D ish and and whatnot. Okay. Anyway, so moving on because people are dropping off and we don't like that. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> the audio podcast is going to be amazing. I don't love
1: when I can see that. Yeah Exactly. The audio podcast is who. Is Who is that? Who is that? (laughs) Who (laughs) is that?
0: Hey, audio podcast people, if you want to get the idea of what we were talking about without actually explaining it, because it would have been hell on earth anyway, we can link to the Screen Rant article in the blog so you can see the actual title card. Anyway, okay, so I I did want to bring up a bigger thing, a bigger, deeper thing, which is kind of annoying. Most people who have watched the show from the very beginning looked at the Madison in season four and said, what the F is this? I love how this season said oh you are WTFing so was Madison and so here's how we're going to fix that because yes she was panicking Nick had just had a panic attack he's an agoraphobe now because of the the events of the dam trying to do the same thing that Madison does and risk her life to save everybody but now the result is that he is he can't go outside at least at first and then later on he goes outside and kills Ennis but yeah season four was an aberration for Madison this was her trying to finally do the thing that most people in the apocalypse do which is oh I'm going to make it right wasn't the apocalypse supposed to be your chance to you know what i didn't do it right pre-apocalypse post-apocalypse like okay i'm gonna do this right but every time madison tried to do it she made questionable decisions right troy all that stuff and this is what led to the damn explosion is all these bad decisions or trying to make up for bad decisions and then nick just like at the ranch (laughs) nick takes care of jeremiah otto nick takes care of the dam with the proctors and all that and the end result is okay nick dies well actually the stadium collapses all the things that she tried to do and do right to make it up for all the bad decisions that she made why people might like season four if they stopped in in season four is because like oh okay it's madison well the bad decisions i didn't know about at first (laughs) right so this is like the 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 sharing perspective right but why when it when she comes back that most people who watch the show can go oh okay it's bad decisions and then there's more bad they're even worse than before because she saw season four just like many fans did and saw yeah i was sus then too i was so sus you know i was trying to make up for something and all it ended up doing was getting my kids killed. And so she went way in the other other direction, which I thought was authentic.
4: Personally, my perspective of Madison has been the same. I haven't seen any change in her character whatsoever. If anything, she's more determined by her own decisions and convinced that she's doing the right thing.
0: In season 4?
4: Throughout the entire series. Oh wow. Anytime we see Madison on screen, she is so convinced of her own decision making and what she thinks is the right way. And that ultimately has been why I don't like her as a character. She can be accountable. She's like, oh yeah, I make terrible decisions. Everybody's better off without me. But then she continues to come back and continues to screw
0: everything up. She should have just stayed dead
4: (laughs) and then everything would have been fine.
0: Which, by the way, it's funny that that's the end result.
2: I was going to say that's exactly what she ends up doing is
0: staying dead. Wasn't the whole purpose of her being in the diamond? They go on doing the right things because she sacrificed herself, and so she ends up doing that at the end, right? And then she
4: comes back, and she's like, "Surprise!"
2: Unfortunately, it didn't work. It sacrificed herself,
4: right? Because she came back <laughs> and continued to screw things but up. She came but back for, for
0: all they know, except for Victor, right? <laughs> for all they like know, like if she
4: had, yeah, if she had stayed gone. And yes, we see the series end, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna follow my daughter's lead and just stay gone, so that my ideals can live on." And blah blah blah, which is great. But will she really stay gone?
0: She probably will, and. In- Thankfully, for most of you, <laughs> I think. But I think it brings up a very interesting point that she and Troy. No, she said this to Troy, and I want to kind of pick your brain on it. When she says to him, people like you and me should be erased. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. something interesting about that. And in a way, she does that by saying, "Let's okay, things are better with people thinking that I'm dead. Because maybe in a way, I don't have to die in order for that to be the case. Because maybe, maybe some of those sour memories are things better left in the grave. Do you agree with her when she says maybe people people like you and me, people who think that ideals should be in the in the heap, right? Basically, no one's gone till they're gone. That should go away. People like us who believe that, who believe in pragmatism, we should go away. Because I feel like that's something that, charity thing that you really don't like in this, in this episode, besides Madison as a person, are people who refuse to help, right? When they can, and they, they have the ability to.
2: Well, what made me angry was choosing a selfish want that is ultimately going to be fruitless, as far as they know, because they everybody says she- She's dead. So if she even says, I'm going to find my dead daughter. Instead of helping her friends who need help, she's going off to do something that is ultimately going to be a fruitless journey.
0: It's the biggest maybe.
2: Right. So you know you have friends that need help, and this might be something. And she made the wrong decision again.
0: Right. And the reason for that is because she's like, Yeah, believing in something gets people killed. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to believe that I can help you and save Padre and these big ideals about Padre. This also brings up a bigger point. Okay. Think about all the times you've said, that's bs you sh- we shouldn't be doing this in a way madison is a little bit like the audience when they're looking at post-zombie horror madison is the audience saying i'm not falling for this do good stuff because people who do good stuff get killed in the zombie apocalypse okay let's be more specific rachel do you remember the conversation that we had with ben way back and we were talking about cyclical violence and i was like well the lesson that we learned from rick and negan and all Out war was if we keep trying to kill each other one of us is gonna win and you're like yeah you gotta kill them before they kill you i'm like well that's no you're like no that's not how it works that's why it stopped is because they stopped doing the i'm gonna kill them before so this episode kind of in a weird trolly way does the thing where like okay madison is you madison is all of you all of you have ever watched a zombie apocalypse show and go why are they trying to because there are people there are fans of the show they're going why are they trying to help people in seasons four five and six (laughs) why it's just so (laughs) why and Madison's like, yeah, uh, I'm all about not helping people anymore because my daughter and Sondra are killed and dead. And I'm going to teach this grandkid to not help the people helping either. helping
2: people was what I liked about 4 and
0: 5. I life. know. That's what I said. Because we want to see the best version of ourselves eventually on shows. But like in zombie horror, it's tricky because you're butting heads with, oh, I want to see my idealized self. But you're also kind of like, but I wouldn't do it like that. <laughs> I would have like sticks that point at people and I don't care if people get killed. As long as I don't get killed, as long as I have all the foods.
4: I mean, I'd like to think that I wouldn't be running around just killing everything that got in my way. I feel like I need like to play a clip people. of you saying that on the show. <laughs> not like, every no, like you said everyone said everything, but like the bad guys. Like bad guys, yes. <laughs> bad guys. You can Who's help people and, and still be cautious. Well, people who attack me and my people. But even people that you suspect. You have to find a balance between no,
0: not with protection. It's, okay, you got to kill them before they kill you.
4: If I knew there was... (laughs) bad people out there <laughs> killing people then I would yeah, probably kill them wipe too them out. <laughs> but there's probably other people who just need community who need a place to be that are not going to kill my people but come be part of my group there's strength in numbers you gotta have people our
2: group in the walking dead did just go out and kill people they went to the outpost of the sanctuary and just wiped people out that they didn't know or have anything to do with they were going on somebody else's yep. word and everybody pulled for them right oh yeah That well they were well it's all perspective
0: and we paid for it in a big way. (laughs) And there was a lesson to be learned. Mm -hmm. That lesson isn't always going to be consistent because sometimes you are damned if you do and damned if you don't. You're talking about people who are put under, even the people on fear, put through extraordinary circumstances, through tremendous like okay say what you will about any character on fear the walking dead they're put through tremendous grief and then we're sitting here expecting them to do everything perfectly which is why when we see daniel bloodlust daniel i was like okay i don't like it i don't like it at all from a human perspective i don't like bloodlust madison i don't like it at all i don't like that victor and june fought in the last episode well you know the one you know what i'm saying keeping her alive but there is authenticity to that i had this thought before we got on here today as i was getting notes and this really makes me sad very sad because this is real life i know people on my wife's side one of whom is his past uh, her aunt passed a long long time ago. her name is suzette she wrote a book called the man in the white shark skin suit about her family uh, in egypt and coming to the states as immigrants and stuff whatever she passed now she and her brother for the longest time not evelyn's father but her uncle for the longest time 50 like 50 years stop talking because of grief and how they process grief. And you know what? Let's speak about myself. I have an uncle who we don't talk to, partly because of financial stuff, but also because of shenanigans across time. One of the kids of my uncle, my cousin, said something the wrong way and her father didn't like it. And they had this fight and they stopped talking for five years until my mom brought them to the table and started talking again. Now, how many people do you know where that's the case? And so we're looking at these people undergoing way more tremendous loss in a scarcity universe under tremendous conditions and we're like yeah but Daniel wouldn't do that he learned from a thing a long time ago and I'm like yes I understand but to me what's compelling is that oh that's like my uncle and I don't expect any different from him I see it it makes me sad breaks my heart but I can see that I don't like that it's happening but I like that it's also playing like a riff on what other characters are doing (laughs) Daniel kind of looking at Madison saying we're not letting this guy live right we hate this guy (laughs) right (laughs) but that's. (laughs) that's real though I don't like it I hate it for him I hate that for him (laughs) do you have experiences like that do you know people in your life or in your lives that have these feuds it's terrible as a kid I hated it why are we even doing this life is so short
2: Dennis and a friend of his who hadn't spoken since before I met Dennis they were really good friends and they had a falling out over a chainsaw and they hadn't spoke to each other in like 25 doesn't
0: that break your heart
2: Wayne's wife passed away a couple weeks ago and he called Dennis and said life's short and we should be friends so they've been hanging out since then. So it, it You know, it is yeah. out there. It does happen.
0: Mm-hmm. It's sad that in some instances it has to take a death of somebody close to them to do that.
1: Back in like 2014, 2015, I made two New Year's resolutions back to back that resulted in like probably some of the most emotionally exhausting and physically exhausting things I ever did. One year, I just said that I would say yes to just everything. I was too tired to go out. Did you want to go out? Yes. And I did that for a year. I have great stories from it, but it was super exhausting. But during that time period, I don't remember if it was the same year or another year but I also said that I would let go of any grudges that I held and I reconnected with a friend who I had kind of written off and we became so close during the next couple years of that we're not anymore now because I live here and it's hard when you live across the country from people
0: right June and Sherry and Dwight <laughs>
1: okay. and sorry. I wouldn't give that away for anything. I'm so thankful that I did that. And I didn't talk to my dad for 11 years and then we reconnected. And there's a lot that comes into play. So I think chalking it up to like sometimes you're overreacting or whatever. Or life's too short. So just get over it. You can't really chalk it up to that.
0: Right, right, right. There's a lot is of a stuff shame, at play though.
1: when that comes up. It's nice when the reconnect happens. It's not going to happen for everybody. Whoever it doesn't happen for has to work through that on their own.
0: Yeah. And Takira's spitting some real truth. I know. I know yeah. some of this. She talks about some of that stuff on her TikTok. Yeah. When you have those really real situations, and yeah, it gets close to the level of Daniel and having to face his daughter's killer, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's like we're expecting him to retain all the things that he learned and grew over the years. Like, no, some people backslide and they backslide hard. Think about drug addicts. You always have to stay vigilant. I mean, yes, every day is a gift and one day at a time. But then if they choose not to go back and maintain their sobriety, if they're that hard up, then yeah. Yeah. They'll fall apart.
4: Daniel's perspective towards Troy completely makes sense to me. I wasn't shocked by that position at all. What shocked me more was the scene with Tracy, where he was okay with taking this rage out on Troy's daughter. That was more shocking to me. But yeah, somebody hurts my kid, set him on fire.
0: Right, right. And don't look back. The <laughs> Carol with the matches and the Saviors and Reinders mm-hmm. in season nine.
1: Yeah. I want to correct the record really quickly. I was just looking for that article to send it to you with Daniel Sharman. That must not have been real. I must have been punked on TikTok by someone because I can't find it anyway.
0: It sounded like something that So somebody, someone oh, must have made
1: Daniels, something up.
3: Which
0: Okay, do you want to which talk about fine. this? The same thing was said about, oh, Alicia must hate the show. And she like, like, no, literally she said the opposite. Alicia, oh, she couldn't wait to get off the yeah. show. Like, no, she loves the show so much that she wanted to direct it. She, if not, she would have been like, okay, phone it in, go home, whatever. She mm-hmm. loved it. Who asks for that?
1: It helped her to get where she is. Even if what you work on is like total crap as an actor if it consumes several years of your life and you're interacting with all of these people around you you're creating all these connections it doesn't matter it's like when you work a crappy job it doesn't matter the connections are still real your time there was still real it was still time well spent if you took something out of it
0: and you put something into it so i mean let's be fair yeah if you brought it every single time you worked maybe not every single time but every single time you came into work you tried to make it the best you that you're trying to portray, yeah. then what did you lose? Yeah. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think so.
1: Anyway, so I apologize for that. I apologize for misquoting something and saying that that was real and it wasn't real.
0: What's great about what you just Edit did? Edit that is out. You, no, I'm not.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the wiki again. So you brought something in that most people say, oh, that's true. That's about Sarah and Wendell dying of starvation. That's true. But nobody said that on the show. Daniel Sharman didn't say that, apparently. I
1: guess not. Yeah. If he did, I can't find it. There are a lot of people on Twitter saying the same thing, that he was extremely disrespected. But that's what I'm saying. That must have been where it came from. Maybe he does feel that way. I have no idea. Either way, he still got an experience out of it. and I doubt that he would come out of it saying, I mean, you still want to promote your own work, right? Like you worked hard on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did amazing. He did a great job. And you still want a profession after this, too. Well,
1: That, <laughs> too. Like, exactly. you, well, you're going to burn all your bridges. Nobody's going to hire you anymore.
0: No, you want to be the best version of you that you can bring, you know, to whatever vision that they wanted to bring to it.
1: In the
2: interview with Phil, he said, if you want to work on a set, don't be a jerk because people yeah. don't want to work mm-hmm. with jerks. One is exactly what Mikey said?
1: Get rid of those egos. You can't work together if that's what it's going to be like. If your opinion is the only one that matters, it's just not
0: going to work. Because you're holding a baby. You're holding a baby. You have to be gentle with it. Everybody has to take a turn taking care of the baby. Somebody changes the diapers. Somebody feeds the baby. Somebody <laughs> gives it a bath. Somebody reads it bedtime stories. You know. But if somebody's going to go off the reservation, and is that something that people say? Anymore, I don't know. But let me edit that out.
1: Yeah, I don't know that that is appropriate anymore.
0: (laughs) But I'm sorry. I also sit Indian style sometimes.
2: The baby from its parents and takes it to padre. Yeah,
0: exactly. But (laughs) if they go lone wolf, and anyway, but you get what I'm saying. Like if you over, if you overfeed the baby, or if you're like, no, you should parent like this. No, you should no. I take cues from the the mom or the director in this case. No, or I take cues from this person. Like okay, so I'm limited to just the diaper changing. Okay, just but you be the best damn diaper changer ever. But no, let me read what G. Wilson says, because I think G. Wilson's is actually Michael Satrazimus, because she's... He? She? I don't remember if we got her his... Anyway, G. Wilson says...
1: I I don't know that we were... I don't know. I forgot.
0: It kind of occurred to me. I know this show gets a lot of flack or whatever, but the actors generally enjoy being in each other's company to the point where I get happy watching them enjoy themselves. Big example, Coleman Domingos directed three episodes and was a producer in the past season, where he got to write Mm -hmm. his own ending, essentially. (laughs) And to she spent a lot of time being Alicia Clark. And so you know that person, you know that person being in that person's skin. It's like, why wouldn't you want to elevate that version that you're putting on to the best you can and yeah, like we we're saying before, of course it's a slog. It's a lot, but and you may want to leave because it's a lot, and maybe you want to do other things. Totally valid, but you still liked your time there. Maybe it was too much. Maybe you wanted to go. Okay, G. Say I had a feeling. i Okay, I knew G. wilson's since I knew you were of the female persuasion, right? I had that
1: feeling too, but then I was like, maybe I shouldn't make that assumption out loud.
0: <laughs> I just for a moment you get that feeling that maybe not. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, happened before.
1: Where I'm like, oh no, I just said him, and maybe it's not that person's not a him, and. And I just did that. It's like a <laughs> whole thing. Yeah.
0: I think G. Wilsons. You refer to G. Wilsons as a G. Wilson.
1: Oh, oh Peggy. Oh, we love you, Thank Peggy. Thank you, Peggy, Aww. for Thank being you so here. Much. So sweet. Peggy, we love
0: you. Thank Peggy you. says, "Love listening in while I edit and upload an audition." Have to go now. Love y'all. Oh, I appreciate you being here. Don't be a yeah. stranger.
1: Come
4: stop by. We'll cover other stuff. And we're all looking for tests in the spinoffs. <laughs>
0: It might take me a while.
2: Peggy, thank you because you helped Rachel and I yes. a lot. Being our first, you kinda babied us through it and you know, we had nerves and all that and you put us at ease. And I just want to say thank you. And you always participate with us and you get in our stuff. So thank <sighs> you so much. Love you. I hope you have a Love happy you. Thanksgiving. Happy
1: Thanksgiving. Mwah.
0: And happy the holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I know you spell it Christmas. So take care. In case we don't see each other sooner. Dave really Dramatic. has a good
1: he has a good knack of like just being like no you're doing this interview now (laughs) I don't care if you're nervous or upset or you've never interviewed anybody you're gonna go talk to Alexa monster
2: oh Rachel and I (laughs) when we did Peggy's what three weeks we prepped for that thing every night we were like practicing and that's so going through the questions yeah
0: and who's the agent of chaos I had two minutes
2: (laughs) who was well we had Jenna Fakeman yeah that was Jules
0: we had
4: (laughs) Do I say
2: it?
0: Yeah, say it. Oh, the practice rounds. Okay. Do I say it? Yeah.
4: She was Peggy (laughs) Thought. Who was Peggy Thought? That was Jules, too. Jules helped us prepare for our interviews, and she would be our mock celebrity, and she would always join our room with these funny names, depending on who we were interviewing.
0: Let let me just say that again (laughs) for the people in the back. (laughs) Peggy's mock character was Peggy, Peggy thought.
3: T H O T.
0: Should we tell the older people of the audience what a thought is?
2: No, no. Look it up on Urban Dictionary, no. like everybody
0: yeah. else. D H. You can look H O T. That <laughs> over there. anyway <laughs> <She
4: gave it. laughs> just couldn't help yourself
2: Peggy also did Secret Santa with us one year yep. she did two characters mm-hmm. I don't think she did the second year she did the first year she did Carl and
0: Isabel and Al Isabel I think Isabel. she did a two and one and she got another Isabel. one for Al remember yeah another yeah. walkie for, right <laughs> it was really I will really have to cute. go
1: around ten. So, you know. Guys. Well,
0: I think we should all go at some point. I
1: know. It's been a long one. <laughs> sure has. My butt hurts from sitting for so long.
4: Our late start was
1: well worth it, though. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. Dave's gonna live off this high for like a year. Uh, we're all gonna live <laughs> off this high, but mostly me. It's mainly you and Sharoni. Again, I was just clinging onto your, <laughs> your coattails for dear life. <laughs> it's like, whoa, it's the Michael Sandris. I'm along for sled. the ride. I'm part of this. I'm part of this. I'm not part
3: of this. I'm <laughs> <We're> gonna, <laughs> gonna look a lot like, <laughs> like
1: You guys are all so wonderful and smart. I'm like, I am. Thank you.
0: My <laughs> <people."> <laughs> oh boy.
1: Merry Christmas,
2: guys. That's what you're getting from me this year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And a happy Jew year, too. (laughs) That was a couple months ago. That's Rosh Hashanah, y'all.
2: You know what, Dave? It's so cringy. I'm sad that Rabbi
3: Jacob is gone
2: because Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed your talks about Judaism.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah. As it
2: pertained to the show, I really learned a lot and I really enjoyed that aspect. So thank you for that, Dave, because you know I'm not a religious Mm -hmm. person, but I still enjoy learning things about it. So I really enjoyed learning about that, which I had, I mean, I knew nothing about
4: it. So thank you very much for
3: that.
0: I didn't even know some of the concepts yeah. they were even bringing up. That's stuff from the Kabbalah. So it was, was kind of cool.
4: It was really cool learning all that stuff. Another thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode while Bridget is still here.
0: Do you know who brought up Naira just now, like recently? Phil in his Instagram. He, oh. had, he had one slide with a photo of the stained glass in the synagogue. Mm. And I was like, dude, that was a Aww. seminal moment for us. That was such a great conversation. Sorry, go ahead.
4: The scene between Daniel and Strand in the garage and daniel quoted a lot of our episodes where we talk specifically Mm -hmm. about how you hate in others what you hate in yourself and as soon as yes yes as soon as he delivered that line dave that was the (laughs) that was the reaction i knew david had while he was watching this episode (laughs) i knew as soon as i heard that line i went David shit in his pants said, right now. I said, "Oh my god, they're <laughs> quoting
3: Dave." <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you know what you know what made that way sweeter? Is I tried to say it on the show and you're like, "I'm not having it." I'm not having it. <laughs> Victor has it, so you have, now you have to like it, right? Okay, fine. Go yeah. f- yourselves anyway.
4: And they brought it up several times too, and really drilled on it. And I knew, I just knew when I heard that line that David was just yeah. his smile was so big he ran out of cheek. He ran out of cheek.
2: Oh, Dave was like the Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio meme where he is pointing at it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: By the way, just for the podcast audience, when Rachel said that, I actually ran around the room
3: as much as
0: best as I could tethered to my headphones. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The audio podcast listeners need to know some of these things that I do. They don't see all the hand motions, but they're going to get this. (laughs) Oh, from cheek to cheek. They hear us. It was really scary how in some, in not just that, how I felt like people were listening or I don't know. Yeah. It was like
1: some of the things that we had aired as grievances, like some of our frustrations were all stated during these two episodes, which was really interesting to see. And not just
0: us too.
1: I mean, everybody. We're always that last line of defense because we're like, no, we love these people. And so we will stand up for everything that they do even though sometimes it's increasingly (laughs) frustrating and I'm mad and, you know, we got a little unhinged at the end here, but...
0: But they did such a good job of trying. It
1: was nice to hear some of the complaints that we've had aired by our favorite characters.
0: My God, it's like they heard us a year ahead of time, because they filmed this ages ago with Victor talking (laughs) to Madison. It was like, you're going to go over there where there's a maybe that she's alive. I need you for my family here. But here's the thing. Okay, guys, think about this for just a sec and I want you to really absorb this. This They knew this was going to happen. They boarded this out and they wanted you to feel disgust. Maybe not disgust. Okay, I'm defending her now. But they wanted you to to feel sus about Madison, about why are you so bent on burying Alicia after, first of all, you get a resolution for Nick. That's nice. But like, why are you so obsessed about the dead when they're living here that need your help? And then, of course, she tries, blah, and then gets Charlie killed. And she's like, okay, why am I even bothering? Every time I bother, people get killed and it makes everything worse and whatever. But my point is they planted this seed this is good writing. They made you feel a certain way about a character that by the time you get to that ultimate conclusion with Victor, okay, there's a payoff. They're showing in big effect how detrimental or how much she even believes not to help. How deep in she is about not helping. To the point where Tracy's like, okay, you're your daddy and I'm going to kill you so that if someday I meet Alicia, she'll go yeah, I had to take care of that for you, mom. (laughs) Mom, I I don't want you to live in a world where this
1: Well, I personally loved when Alicia was like what kid, kid.
0: Like, also, you she's like I what was never had a
1: kid also you killed my mom am I supposed to Charlie you now like I I want to mention what G. Wilson's has said in the chat because one I need verification on one thing but wasn't sure if any of you were up to it or not but would you guys be down to doing an overall series overview for this show before we have to close everything out which I think could be really interesting I, I don't know we'll have to chat well, about it we have some first, time Sharon D would have to go back and watch seasons one. Not- it's not
3: true. she would. It's not she it's, true. Gotta. it's not
1: gonna
0: happen. It, it would give you so much more perspective on the Madison. I would
1: love now. to do a rewatch of everything now and kind of come back and talk about I it. I
2: cannot imagine watching three seasons of Madison. There's no way. There is no <laughs> way I can watch three seasons of her. Here's
1: the thing, though. I don't want to hear the sting. I mention this regularly, uh, and I just I mean, fast forward.
0: You mean the title <laughs> sequence? Well, it's not even a title. Totally it is technically it. a title sequence, yeah. but it's like, it. oh, it's 15 seconds and it's just I it. <sighs> can't
4: even do it anyway, that
1: um, not... okay here's anyway. what I needed some clarification on unpopular opinion but I kind of wish this last season at least mentioned they the Abigail? mentioned Abigail oh, the person Thomas
0: Abigail yeah
1: oh okay because um. I was like who the heck is Abigail but yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're right yeah they did mention the Abigail Thomas. the boat which was I loved that it was heartwarming I loved it
2: <laughs> I didn't want you on my boat <laughs> <laughs> I
1: loved
2: but it. but then later
0: on the, the return uh, at the end He's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm glad you saved me and my family. Oh, you just caught me on a good day. (laughs) But see, okay. Remember what we were saying about economy of words? That phrase alone is pregnant with meaning. Strand saying, first of all, I wasn't the type of person that would help people for helping people's sake. But he says a regular human being would. I wasn't a regular human being. Okay. Next part of the sentence. In the same sentence, he says, you just caught me on a good day. Meaning- yeah, I'm lucky because I decided on a whim that it would be beneficial to me to have you on my boat. I was that bad a person. And in effect, going to the overall theme of why it's good to help people, because I decided to help you, I got so much in return. And again, economy of words. You say this one phrase, this is something I've been begging for out of all the ham-handed dialogue. It says so much and so little. It's it almost like, cry.
1: why can't they just write that way all the time? But, <laughs> but anyway, But you I can digress. tell I
0: spent a lot of time time. <laughs> on the final moments, too.
1: Well, if Coleman rewrote it, bravo, Col- Coleman. Really and truly.
0: You know, can we go on this one thing? Because right before they part, Daniels does something that I didn't expect. He says in German, he says, I'm tired of war. First of all, when you look at the last few episodes.
1: When you look at his character as a whole. Right. His whole his whole. whole life is it must have war. been
0: exhausting to go back to the way mm-hmm. he used to be and then to remember his character.
1: Yeah, because even when he's in America and the war is over, it's still that personal war in exactly. Exactly. It's him fighting against himself.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. So I looked up German, I'm Tired of War, and I ran across this podcast, this random podcast that reviewed a book. Okay. So it's Leslie von Holton on Kansas High Plains Public Radio. So it's HPPR. She reviews a book by Nora Krug or Krug. I don't know. And it's a graphic memoir. So there's tons of pictures and et cetera. The graphic memoir is called Belonging, A German Reckons With a Hi- with History and Home. In it, she says, the, I'm quoting it directly now from the podcast, Nora Krug is confused by her parents' hard. feelings feelings toward their families and their uncritiqued acceptance of the stories about the war that they were told. But I related to her parents. I myself am a daughter of a combat veteran from a different war, and I know that trauma echoes across generations. As the legacy of war has been ever present in my life, it has also made me want to avoid talking about it. I'm tired of war being the way that we mark history.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And it adds a little bit more to like just saying I'm tired of war. No, no, I'm tired of marking our history Mm -hmm. by our conflicts and our tragedy. Can we mark our history by good times?
1: Right. It's interesting that you mentioned the generational trauma because we just spoke about this on our coverage of Daryl Dixon. With
3: his father father. and And also his grandfather being in the world.
1: Transcending.
3: The
0: timing. Time. (laughs) It's like we're in season six. It's incredible. (laughs) Walking Dead World Beyond is playing back to back to, Um, which is my trauma, but also the show had played into one another. We saw connections.
2: I just want to talk about Antonella Rose and how kick ass she was as Tracy. She yeah. brought it. Yeah. She killed it. She was amazing. Tracy, like, seriously, after June, no, no. Tracy was my favorite character of the second <laughs> half because she was just such a little spitfire, man. Like, it didn't hurt that she shot Madison in the side, but it's not her
4: fault she didn't die. Yeah, that's
0: Sorry. shocking. <laughs> she
4: tried. She tried. I love her for it.
0: And she's so young.
1: She too. is. I,
4: I mean, know. like,
0: for all this, the crap that we gave everybody on every show about, well, <laughs> she's really 30, but she's playing seven. <laughs> she is that. Young, maybe yeah. even younger. She's, she's eleven. Oh, you can't even tell. No, it looks very young. It's on her Instagram. Mm.
1: She did an incredible job. She's very talented for such a young actress. It reminds me a lot mm-hmm. of Kaylee Fleming, the caliber of acting right. in someone so young. Right. The ability right. to showcase true emotion in a really wide range of emotion in someone who I have assumed has not felt massive trauma in their <laughs> lives, but is able to, to showcase yeah. that is really cool.
0: And this not running down the nose.
2: <laughs> If you can hold your own against Coleman Domingo in a scene, then yeah. you've got it, dude. I agree. You've
4: got it. I agree. Yeah. And um, she was phenomenal. The
2: part where Stan was talking to her, and he was talking to her about faith, and she leaned forward and said, "My faith," and the way she said it in the RV, I was right? like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, that was awesome!" Just that one line, mm-hmm. but the way she expressed it was, uh oh, awesome." Also, the RV was supposed to be a callback to the JD RV. Okay.
0: That's oh, what I, was I say. love that. Yeah, I, I love wanted that it so badly to be John Dory senior. Yeah. Oh, John Dory Sr.'s RV. Yeah.
2: It wasn't, though, because the transmission was destroyed in that one. It's still in Texas.
0: But somebody replaced the Vultures it. also showed up in RVs. And coaches. And, yeah. You
4: know. I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours. And at some point, we're just going to yeah. have to say. Yeah. You know
1: why we don't want this episode you know? to end?
2: Because then it's the end. You know. it's the but end. we'll just have to do a retrospective and then it won't be the end. Yeah. Boom.
1: No. that. I- <laughs> i do want to say i am sad because maybe with more shows coming up to cover well this ended and the two big guns in the twdu are are now over
3: yeah. the
0: nina and the pinta right and the <laughs> next is the santa maria
1: i'm sad because we we will not have a ton of content in between
0: now I'm we're
1: very busy people <laughs> we're very busy people and we're coming up on the holiday season so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. We do have our um, our charity shebang. At least there's that,
0: which we should talk about for a hot sec because that's
1: yeah.
2: Now that fear is over, I can turn my attention back to working on the benefit. Yes.
0: And I can finally release the top seven best moments of mess. Not is the best moments of fear. Yes. Best, best moments, moments David. David.
4: Moments, David.
0: <laughs> I can release that.
4: You'll have to watch it <laughs> to
0: <laughs> understand exactly why we're mad about it. Season eight.
2: Unfortunately, we recorded that so long ago that it was before I had one of my favorite moments of the show. So I'm gonna have to like make an addendum or something.
0: We might have to make a new one. Although a uh, favorite moments of season eight actually might be helpful in terms of...
2: I only have one. It'd be really yeah, hard. No. <laughs> just just release really really
0: No, but I think it's kind of a nice thing because then for all the stuff because we don't normally are so critical, maybe it would be a nice thing to kind of... I
1: have have too. I am happy that decrepit old mummified (laughs) Skidmark came back. I don't care that it was ridiculous or that how would you find this cat in the middle of Texas? I do not care. Thank you. Skidmark
2: was a better reunion than Alicia and Madison. Okay,
1: I don't agree with that. But thank you for bringing back Skidmark. I'm so thankful. Yeah. (laughs) I may or may not have squealed. I was so happy. And Daniel's face lit up so sweetly. Daniel, I was like, oh. But like
0: that disbelief, <laughs> like, am I going crazy? Because maybe it again. was just straight up and an again. orange cat,
1: but it's fine. <laughs> when Daniel heard
4: Skidmark's meow, that was me hearing Alicia's voice. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I'm like, hold on a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I cut this out of my reaction video because, of course, I say too many things. But I I said... No. On the level of... (laughs) it was This was on the level of Rufus. I mean, not Mm. as... I didn't feel as hard because Rufus died. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) They kept their promise, first of all, and second of all. After all, going down this rabbit hole of backsliding and obsessing about his, his daughters killer his daughters is is, is killers killer and after just having this resolution with victor
2: and just losing charlie
0: uh, well yeah that's why i meant by his daughters is is, is, aphelia and charlie and then having this resolution with victor isn't that the theme that they've been prepping sanctuary was the theme they've been it was like the high note of the theme they were trying to prepare us for when it came to this episode as many things as we have criticized them in whatever half of the season they did a really good job of, of at least teeing us up in a story. Storyboarding way when it came to just centralized themes that carried over from one episode to the next. What was the thing for Sanctuary? We go through this trauma, this ordeal. We go back to where it started, and we have to fight through it because some of the, some of our things, some of our deals, they're not resolved. There's no closure. But you get to the end of that, and what do you get in return? What do you get for helping people? It comes back, not just materially. You get something by giving. And then Skidmark comes on the scene, and I'm like, Skidmark? And I'm like, Wow, they're car- they're really carrying this theme in across all vectors.
2: Dwight said that in all of season five, he was like, maybe if I do good with these people, I'll be able to find Sherry because I haven't been able to otherwise. So maybe if I join these people that are doing good, I'll finally be able to find her instead of hooking up with the wrong people like Negan,
1: who cost me Sherry.
0: And who taught him how to do that, by hmm. the way? Just want to say who? Morgan. John Dory. Morgan to redirect. John Dory. Morgan Jones. Dory.
1: It was John Dory, but that's fine. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Initially, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking
1: I'm like, you're wrong, but okay. I'm sorry.
0: No, initially, yes, John and June but then Morgan takes that and goes further and says dude you gotta stop doing this you gotta yeah. you have to learn how to redirect
2: because Morgan let John get killed so he had to do it well
0: he, he wasn't dead dead, dead. <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta you uh, also remember Morgan and John were best friends and so of course they play on each other's themes I'm sorry, i, I
2: sorry I watched JD today <laughs> and I got salty. really <laughs> I got really salty about it
0: <laughs> hey G Wilson listen I'm always outnumbered because that's how it works that's how it works around here and there's. there's. There's gotta be the fall guy. And I'm a guy. And I fall. bye (laughs) we know what's really good about this okay we watched whatever five whatever half of a season four five six seven madison is stealing babies throughout this whole thing had madison been with these people the whole time she would have learned all these things because some of those things were her things alicia carrying her message forward helping people is giving back redirection from morgan what does it look like to be a character who's been removed and has to come back like troy some people grow and get better and they learn to take care of people but some people going through this thing where they thought their kids were dead. And that's why I like Crane coming back. Is like, dude, the knowledge that you would do anything for your kids was, first of all, how we got you to do anything. And was the very thing that got your kids killed. And though I was like, oh, no, he didn't. I was also like, dang, son, they really played <laughs> this guy up. So it's interesting to see that, oh, there are good qualities about seasons four, five and six and seven.
2: Even. I've always known that. Not seven, but four, five and six. Yes.
0: But in a narrative way. They're telling the fans, this is what happens when you when you miss out on all these things that these people learned along the way. That yeah, you can be capable in the universe, but there's other things too. There's Tikkun. Okay, so I put this even in the description of this episode, that you can either focus on pragmatism. You can either focus on surviving the apocalypse and no, I, um, no, kill first. Or you could try, like in Ne'er Tamid, Olam. It literally means rebuilding the world, fixing the world, but it means building a better world. And then see what happens. when it, Now, you could get killed. But all the stuff that you get back by putting into the universe, I'm not saying karma. I'm saying build a better world so that the world around you changes and then everybody's better off for it, including you. So that's those seasons and Madison didn't have that. And so it's easy to see how she got bitter and grieved and delayed grieving causes, like Daniel causes, a backslide, a huge backslide.
2: I have a question for Rachel. One of the things you wanted to see the most was how Madison got out of the stadium. How do you feel about their explanation?
0: soup I'm dissatisfied I wanted to see the damn explosion I want to see what happened after that to be honest with you. yeah
4: that would have been a good conclusion too I was very dissatisfied he started out strong and he's like you know when Shrike and I found you and we saved you da 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 and I was like oh okay all right so they got her out of there and then he was like we found you in a water tank and I was like whoa 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 whoa,
3: whoa. <laughs>
4: how did, wait a minute what he should have just stopped at you know we found you and, and rescued you from this situation how did she manage? Magically blip into a water tank somewhere. <laughs>
0: where would, what? You know what gave no. me a little solace, by the way, is knowing that they had to set up this, whatever they were setting up, and they had to dunk Kim Put Dickens in-, in the tank and take, <laughs> I don't know how many several tanks with her in water going, like just just trying to get out of the water go... <coughs> It
1: reminded me of Nacho in Better Call Saul <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> Me too
1: Was that supposed to be a small
4: little callback to her in the oil tanks when she met
0: oh, June Naomi? Slash slash Naomi. I mean it could have been but this wasn't as big though
4: They could have just stopped
1: with you know we found you you needed help we rescued you I almost would have been
3: fucking with that You didn't know
1: that. it was going to be that bad At that point you would have <laughs> been like they said they were going to show me and they didn't show me. Yeah. They showed you you just didn't like it cuz it didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah.
3: And because it's yeah.
1: physically impossible to survive in a boiling <laughs> vat of water surrounded uh, by fire. Can we yeah. also talk about the fact that they're in
2: Savannah and they heard her in Texas? <laughs> yeah.
3: um,
2: <Magical> geography.
0: <laughs> no, that's how they found uh that's how Morgan was able to find uh, not find Padre, but find a route out of the fog was he him hearing something on the radio about Padre yeah it was like near the shore and then like oh Morgan's getting off the show (laughs) was like well sorry (laughs) and and then we like no that's imitating Sherry being very excited about Morgan leaving the show (laughs) 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 you see him and baby Mo sail away <laughs> like oh, yay but it was like a, as a result of listening to uh radio chatter right all the way in texas somehow whatever repeater network whatever it is i don't walking know dead i don't think that's network.
2: realistic they did mention a repeater network yeah. in the show i will say that because uh,
0: the walking dead had one as well uh, somebody said we heard
2: you on the repeater
1: network i thought they were saying we're setting up a, a repeater network so we can stay in communication that's what uh, i thought mm-hmm. it was
0: yeah yeah yeah, was. yeah because
1: i was like oh yeah you probably should have done that like a long while ago but anyway well, and fine. then they
0: turned victor's tower <laughs> into a, a, into a huge Huge antenna to go further.
1: I've
2: been rewatching seasons four, five, and six leading up to the finale. And I want to point out one really interesting continuity thing that I noticed. The second episode of season four, when they're playing Mama Tried, which also was a nice callback in the finale. Thank you. Because I was going to bring that up. They're showing people doing things in the stadium, like Nick's tying up the hoses and whatnot. Luciana is working on a generator. They had her doing mechanical stuff even right there. So later on, when she's doing the gas and stuff, that is not a far cry. I just like that they made that continuity.
1: We don't know much about her backstory. Potentially, that is her backstory. We don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: It makes me want to look into season two a little bit more, too, because I, I kind of oh, want to see, see all if the, she maybe was nuggets from the beginning. I mean, she was obviously a warrior. She was helping, uh, she's protecting the store that we're trying to get items from the gang, from the mafiosos, and she was part of the colonia. She
1: was part of the colony. Yeah.
0: Right. But she was making sure she was on the rooftop. She was making sure people got in and out safely and stuff. Yeah. From the from the store. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what <laughs> call it. I don't remember what it was called.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was just the what, La Tienda, I
0: guess. No <laughs>
1: Don't
2: like. Before we go, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody. Mm-hmm. Cast, crew, even the writers. I'm sorry. I just <laughs>
0: <that>. <laughs> are you calling out Jacob Pinion and anyway, sorry.
2: Fans. I mean people who've joined us through the past few years and everybody that we've met, everybody we've talked to, thank you for all of you for being part of this family and letting us be part of the family.
0: Thank you for saving the show, this podcast, because if I wasn't so stubborn, this would have been a huge failure. I would have been talking to myself. Hey, let's do an AMA and it's just me. And
4: I think you would have done just fine.
0: <laughs> no, here's the thing. If it wasn't for the fact that you, you're, you're wrong. Here's where you're wrong. <laughs> if it wasn't for me being absolutely stubborn and people acquiescing to that stubbornness, like Sharon D, like you, Rachel, and yes, a little you, Bridget, right on those coattails.
1: Excuse me, I'm the one who argues with you the
0: most. <laughs> we'll see. That's what No, Sharon, that's why he didn't want to mention Sharon. me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like no, it's it's me, okay. it's me. By the time we met
0: you, Bridget, we would already kind of we're like, okay, we're in a.
1: I know, I'm, great I'm the great place. Actually, when Sherandy
0: came on, obviously Charity came on, we were in a definitely a more stable place, and we're like, you know what? We need we need more voices like this, like Charity, because this is a good counterweight and more hilarious than me.
2: That was before I was salty about
0: everything. <laughs> no, you know what's been the best part is like, yes, sometimes salty, yes, sometimes pooping on some things but funnily like i do sometimes but the things that i like the most are when you guys change like when <laughs> rachel is pooping on something and you're like but no i, I kind of like that and bridget's like i like everything and dang, i'm gonna sing in a funny voice I'm Bridget. and i'll be like am i gonna be the one to poop on this now
3: <laughs> this is
0: happening but, like Carranza says, he says, love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. What a perfect way to close this episode. Thank you. I am eternally grateful. It's you guys. It's we. It's we. That's why it starts off with we are squawking dead. You allow us to do this. You allow, you keep me going. Because the me part is the editing and the th- social media and the thing. And sharing these clips. But you guys allow me to do this thing. You, I, you guys give me the energy that I need. And Michael Satrazima is coming on in the beginning of this podcast uh, it's I I don't need validation but it's nice to have
1: it
2: you should make it clear that that was a surprise for everybody because he
1: wasn't aware yeah did a surprise Guys knew, did
0: not know Sherindy. yeah it's all Sharon fault that's it's, every, every episode <laughs> should end with it's all Sharon fault but it's a good thing it's a good thing
2: all I did was say that I, I might have a special guest coming on and they had no idea who it None was whatsoever. until they actually showed up on the oh, screen
0: yeah but
2: I'm sure y'all 100% thought it was Jenna first I did right? I
0: yeah, But then he oh, yeah. said it's but not who I think
1: or... it is, so then I really had no idea. It, it just wrecked our whole... Yeah. That's why I was like, is it going to be a real surprise, or is it just going to be a surprise?
0: <laughs> is it going to be Thomas because it's his birthday? Is it...
1: <laughs>
0: anyway. Then Thomas gets really better.
1: Yeah, I thought yes. maybe Mo.
2: I did ask Mo, but the problem with doing this tonight is that the night, night for Thanksgiving... <laughs> and everybody is yeah. busy
1: hosting family and whatnot. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah which is to say by the way thank you guys for being here on the stream you know because we can we can say oh cast you know they may or may not show up and well we have to confirm look you guys make it here you guys help again you guys help us do what we need to do and i don't know how i don't thank you guys after every episode so with that everybody thank you and if you like what you heard you can thank us even further by rating us at ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead five stars and i plan is all we need to know that you love us tell us what you liked tell us what you didn't like tell us what we might have missed we missed a lot of things two episodes okay we can't do everything remember to tell us after every episode and if you really enjoyed what we're doing here today you can tip us at ko-fi.com slash squawking dead or join a membership tier on either patreon.com slash squawking dead or ko-fi.com slash squawking dead when you join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month you can get discord access you will get some of our baseline perks like dave's notes which is called pre-squawk insights excuse me and you can get them if you tip as well you don't have to Joining my shift, but I appreciate it, it gets cheaper too, and a whole load of baseline perks like the unedited episode recordings when we do pre-record, which I like. I prefer because then the episodes come out nice and tight and very nice and crisp.
1: <laughs> he cuts out all our funny stuff when that happens, so just like, he does. Not, anymore. He does. not anymore. Not
0: anymore. Not uh, anymore.
1: Ever since Blue Cat
2: Twenty Two, he's more like an F U.
0: after that, it was like you know what? More laughter. <laughs> you know what? I'm leaving all. Leave it all, <laughs> and even no context laughter. It's kind of like Bridget's crying in the reaction video, like no context. Just insert moments of her crying in the reaction to this episode.
1: It truly is just me, though, so (laughs) Uh, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, but also insert crying as a result of me just speaking. So anyway, when you join the mid tier or upper tier, which is called the Whispers or Survivors tiers, you get shout-outs at the end of every episode. Starting with the Survivors tier, we got at Real on X, formerly Twitter, at Eliza Jones seventy one on Instagram, or at Jones six on Twitter, as well as Linda Peg Athens. You can reach at ko-fi.com slash fanartlindy. On to our Whispers Whispers tier members, <laughs> we've got. Let's just. Say it out loud at Judith Morton on Instagram. Aiden Atkin, who you can reach at ko-fi.com/slash Aiden Atkin at Tyler Phillip Cox on both Instagram and Twitter. Well, oh, I mean X. <laughs> And the following three Facebook members at Kim Rowley1, at Lois.Martin.54, and at Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook. And let's not forget Mitchell, who was on here earlier, who you could find at G on X, Warmably Twitter. Thank you so much for being here, guys. It's we really love you. Happy goodbye. Thanksgiving.
1: Thank you.
2: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
0: Happy Turkey Day. Thank you for giving us so much.
1: I'm thankful for yeah, you. I am
0: thankful, thankful for you. Yes. I'm thankful for you weirdos. I am
2: so thankful for yeah. everybody.
0: Now Bridget sing a song Ex- to well, take us Well almost out. everybody. Okay.
1: Who's that wonderful girl could she be any cuter
0: <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving everybody. That was perfect.
2: You know what we forgot to talk about?
0: A lot. Everything.
2: Alicia's whack <laughs> hand.
1: She had what Jerry Seinfeld refers to as man hands. <laughs> she had man hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good night, everybody. She
2: could just bitch slap the walkers.
0: She, she had this hand.
1: Could her hands be any larger?
0: Imagine this hand without hair. Gross.